Listen, man. How y'all feeling this morning? Jazzy Fizzle. Jagged Edge. Listen, man. I'm vibing all the way out, man. I hope y'all vibing all the way out this morning. We got a lot to talk about and discuss. You know what I'm saying? How many of y'all was feeling that vibe, though? I'm just Lord, saying. Lord, I thought I walked in the club B.O.B. Oh, my God. Me too, sister. Byron, <laughs> Byron done proposed, and that boy been on one. He's been crazy. Hey, hey, Ashley, after the proposal, that boy done started echoing and everything. Echoing on the mic. <laughs> everything. Oh, God. I mean, he's Let's go, Lord. <laughs> Today, boy, oh, that boy on fire. You know, clubs, but this one vibe to it. You know, say man. What I'm, I'm thinking to myself this early in the morning. Right, I was half sleep <laughs> when I came in here. No, I ain't sleep no more. We up. That yeah, part now for sure. I'm wide awake. Shout out to my guy Derek. Just entered the building. You know what I'm saying? He went crazy in the wealth community. He showed no absolutely no mercy. I'm just putting that out there. He yeah. killed it. He killed Didn't it. Didn't he show out Dallas? Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Man, he showed out. That guy there, man. He different. I'm just saying. You know. Listen, man, we got a lot to talk about this morning though, Ashley. I really, really, really got a lot of stuff to get off my chest because I'm challenging myself today. Right? So this is gonna be partially personal and partially for everybody in the building. Um, I really believe that um today's topic is gonna help a lot of people. A lot of people uh, You know I was talking to old last night And uh, we were talking about This concept called self mastery Right And I believe You know through you know some 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 reading Right and some, some self discovery That Most of what we battle On our pursuit for success Our pursuit for greatness Is either our Ability or our inability to, to, to tackle this thing called self-mastery Okay Tackling this thing called self-mastery Is gonna be what will meet us on the other side of success Our inability to tackle this thing called self-mastery Right Will prevent us from reaching The fullness of our success Not just from a monetary standpoint Right, a lot of times we 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 just we get caught up in just the monetary side of these things, but it's not just the money, you know. It's 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 you being truly fulfilled and you truly operating in your genius and your excellence, right? And you're providing that 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 high level value to the world from yourself, right? But you can't even realize these things, Ashley. What I've been learning. If you cannot master yourself, first and foremost, right? Self-mastery. Um, so I feel like it's a very important topic today. We're going to be diving deep on it. And uh, I'm excited. I- I'm definitely excited to hear the different perspectives of everybody in the room. You know what I mean? Shout out to my guy Diddy. You know what I'm saying? Back in, in-, in town, back at the house. Finally, man, to, you know, Diddy been on a mini wor- world tour. Been on a little mini world tour. You know what I'm saying? So, shout yes, out to you. Know what how, you feel? how you feel back at the highs, Diddy? How you feeling, man? Man, I feel good, man. Back in the routine, man. What's going on? Oh, man, bless, man. What do you think about this self-mastery concept, Diddy? What you think about that, man? Let's talk about That's it. That's what I've been on. That's what I've been on, man. Been on you that. know, 
especially since I, you know, been back from the mastermind, man. That's what I, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading lately, man. A lot of reading on some things I'm looking to do. So, you know, Did it back you got to master yourself. You got to be disciplined, though. You got to get in that routine. A lot of that self-mastery comes from that routine. Ooh. Ooh, we talking crazy already. It ain't even, it ain't even 7 o'clock yet. You know what I'm saying? We heat up, routine. Hey, TM, man, what you think about this self-mastery concept, man? I, you know, I just want to kind of get a better understanding, man. What you think about that? Hey, it's key, bro. It is key. Self-awareness, uh, the ability to master, to lead oneself is, is everything, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you can't lead and, and, and you don't know what you focused on. If you can't execute for self, how are you going to execute for somebody else? Ooh. Effectively, anyway. It can be done, but is it effective? Wow. Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Um Hey, hey Bar. Yeah. Hey, let me let me add to that, brother brother DM, uh, I, I hear you, man. Uh, so last night I had a conversation with a young lady and so she pointed something out. She was saying, Well, what's your routine? And so she she asked, she said, Well, what do you do for balance? And I said, I work. And so because I, I love to work and I'm addicted to work. And so she was like, but no, that's not balance. She was like, what are you doing to balance? Like, you got to have a relief system. Like, what do you do as a hobby? And so she was like, I'm, I'm challenging you because you're you're doing the work. But she said, now you have to take take the time out for yourself. And I'm like, uh oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> so because I don't I don't believe in really reward myself because I just was straight up what I said you know I don't I don't deserve it I I hadn't really done what I think qualifies as a rest period right and so she said well what would what would you do then what what would require you I said well if I can close this 8.5 million dollar uh deal for my uh for my client and so she was like but that's still not good though you're doing the work so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and fix this problem because I knew where it was going. She was like, all right, what you need to do is you need to pick a day and you just need to do whatever you want. And so I like horseback riding. So I'm going to do some horseback riding one day because yes, you do need that balance. And so last night I, I had an epiphany. So I looked at some horseback riding. So I'm going to have my assistant to kind of book my day where I'm just going to take a day to just I can dig it. I can dig it, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. You know, uh, you know, I've Who heard is that that said they they they're doing horseback riding. Who is that? Who is that? The mother thunder. The mother thunder, man. Listen. I'm loving it. Is, I is horseback ride too. It's amazing. Yes, indeed. You know, I feel like, you know, it's a lot of people here, Ashley, that's been on a uh self-mastery journey you know what i'm saying shout out shout out to amy g in the building man you've been consistently you know I, i'm feeling real self-mastery type of vibes coming from amy g man you know what i'm saying you you how, how you feeling this this morning amy? man i'm feeling great byron um you know one of the reasons i wake up so early Monday through Thursday is because of this room. I enjoy it. I get so much knowledge from y'all and I just indulge and I love listening to y'all. Sorry, I'm a little sick. It's all good. 
Long as it ain't that monkey pox situation, you good with me? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Long, did it? You understand what I'm talking about? Long as it ain't that bullshit, we cool, man. You can have some COVID. You can have a flu. You can have uh, what else? You can have. You can have the the, the sinusitis. You can have uh, a lot of things. But you keep Just that, 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 that monkey pox away from. You. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't get the I ain't get the COVID vaccine, but they can bring that the hell on right now. Bring it. Hurry up and make it. You gonna go ahead and get that jab, did you? Go, you go. Yeah, they might get it for sure. Might get me. They may get. I think I grab it too though. Yeah, you grab it all. Yeah, man, I just can't picture myself with all that on me, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can't wear that outfit, did it? I mean, uh oh. Yeah, that outfit don't don't go with me, man. Yeah, it does not match suits. I promise you that. I promise you, it does not match a three piece suit. That's a fact. Um, yeah, unless it's polka sure. dots, unless I'm it's polka dots. But then yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. You, you know what I'm saying? Because if you wearing a polka dot suit, you already off. You already off from jump. You understand what I'm saying? You already yeah. lost. You, you gonna fuck around, lose some friends if you get that? Because they are gonna say, get the fuck away, dude. Don't do this. Don't do this thing, man. <laughs> no polka dot suit, man. Yeah. Y'all are on one this morning. It is only Tuesday. This is how y'all doing? Yeah, this is what y'all doing? It's only Tuesday. Listen, man, my name is Byron. It's Tate Fester. Out of Houston, Texas. Listen, man, I woke up extremely excited, Diddy, because, I, you know, I got some new challenges. I'm excited about a bunch of new things in my life right now. But more than more importantly, Diddy, is I am getting closer to a place where I want to center myself on self-mastery. I'm working on becoming the absolute best version of myself. And I believe that all things great are gonna meet me on that other side of the journey. So that's what I'm extremely excited about. And uh yeah, that's that's me. O'Neal, what's going on, man? How you feeling this morning, man? Good morning, good morning, man. I'm feeling great, feeling great. It's a great conversation, great topic to have uh today because a lot of people are really too too cool for success, man. We're gonna break it down today. But um what's going on everybody on Neil Parker, real estate investor entrepreneur. I left here in Louisiana, been in real estate since two thousand sixteen now. You know, retired myself from my job, six-figure job at the age of 27. And uh, now, man, just enjoying life and just building businesses all around real estate. I re- truly enjoy real estate. Got a passion for it. Not just doing it for the money. So uh, just looking to build. I can dig it. When folks start saying I'm not doing it just for the money, you already know they in that bag. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, man. I really love it, man. <laughs> I've, been knowing, I, I've been knowing I want to do it, man. <laughs> Been knowing I want to do it sounds like twelve, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know that's that second generation millionaire talk. I'm just saying, respectfully, <laughs> respectfully. Diddy, what's going on, man? How you feeling this morning? What's going man? on? What's going on? Real estate, Diddy. Been in real estate now since 2016. You know, wholesaling, fixing, and flipping. Uh, man, looking to build a lot of cash flow right now. Uh, man, sales guru. And uh, man, we got a two day you know transformation events. You know, reach out to him. We got a mentorship program. Be looking. To take your business to you know six figures a month through systems, processes, lead generation, sales process, all that in uh whole nine yards. And man, shout out to the wealth community, man. You know, shout out to the No Stands Energy Mastermind, man. It was crazy. It was a whole vibe. It was, uh, yeah, it, it? It. 
Man, shout out to makeup in the building, man. What's going on, makeup? You know what I'm saying? You know. Good morning. Good morning. You doing all right? You I'm feeling? doing well, thank you. Makeup, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes, indeed. Dallas, man, what's going on, man? You know, listen, man, we got a lot to really unpack this morning. How you sure. feeling, man? Man, I ain't feeling too bad at all. How about you? You know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, yeah, man. Yeah, you you woke up on one this morning. I woke for up sure. On one. For sure. Yeah, man. Hey, man. It was it was that new that new Anderson <laughs> pack and that and that Bruno Mars situation. Say man, that situation is really, really fire. You like that, huh? Man, I really do like that. I heard something else over the weekend too, what's man, that? that I like, man. It's some dude named Brian I. Brian I. Never heard of that guy. Need to check him out. You need to check him out. You need to check him out. I saw it on Brian Red Boots page. Mm. Some serious. Some serious. Hey man, uh, without further ado, man, let's get a little further into it, man. Uh, change, change something for me. Can you drop that beat for me? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let's do it. Four buses. Ooh, ooh. He put one on there this morning, y'all. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again to each and every one of you. You listening to Bob? That's Business Over Breakfast and the No Stingy Energy Podcast, aka the place to be where we discuss fresh perspectives on relationships, health, wealth, economics, and entrepreneurship. Bob, I need you to stand up and mash that green mansion at the top of your screen, and while you're at it, <clears throat> that will keep you abreast of everything B.O.B. And also, it'll let you know where we're going, when we're going. And if you don't do it, that means you're not a part of the club. So you need to click on it so that you can join and do it now. And while you're at it, please press on that square with the arrow pointing up so that you can share it in the clubhouse hallways and on all of your socials, as well as copy the text link and share it with your friends. Wake them up. Their phones are going to be going off this morning because you are going to share something with them. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Dion Britton, a.k.a. at Dallas the Realtor. You can reach me there on all of my social media. Please check out my melody. I can't wait to see you. It's Tuesday. We are in August. It's August 2nd, 2022. Get it how you live. Happy birthday to all of the August people. This is a day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice. Rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, y'all, we are about to start a fire as we chop it up about are you too casual for success? Blase, blase. You're going to learn today. Make sure you got your pens and your pads. Listen here. Bible study is tomorrow. It's the first Wednesday of the month, and we have Bible study the first, the third, and the fifth Wednesday of each and every month only on OurWealthCommunity.com. And you don't want to miss it. It will be fire. And we do have special guests coming this month. Make sure you pray for and follow each and every person that's on this digital verbal stage. And I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to these clubhouse streets, it's the B.O.B. for me. Let's do what we came to do. And that is to pray. Let's talk to the father and watch him work. And remember this, everybody. If God don't do nothing else for you, he's already done enough. Let us pray. Today, God, 
We pause this morning to say thank you for the many wonderful manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Starting with the mere fact that you woke us up this morning and clothed us in our right minds. Today, God, we thank you in advance for every opportunity that shall cross our paths on today. Today, God, thank you for preparing us to take on, to handle, and to execute with power and expertise along with authority to a desired end to heights that will propel us to areas unknown and it is in the mighty unmatched name of our lord and savior jesus christ we pray and the bob church shout it out amen hallelujah y'all have a powerful and productive day in the lord and now it is with the esteemed pleasure that I introduce to some and present to others. My sister from another mister. She hails from South Carolina. She is the founder and thought leader of Phenomenal Women Leading. Y'all help me with a warm B.O.B. No stingy energy. Welcome to the one and only Dr. Ashley V. Wilkerson. <laughs> us as only she can with this right here hey y'all good morning sister <laughs> good morning good morning how you feeling uh-uh, Byron. Uh-uh, Listen, Byron. you can't help but to feel like a rock star after that introduction <laughs> it's nobody better hey. than dallas i'm, I'm just nobody i'm putting it out there hey, hey ashley Keep it, keep it, you know, you are a rock star. Let's not, let's not slight that right there. That's Thank true. Thank you, big brother from another mother. Welcome, love you, girl, love you. Listen, I hate when you're not here. <laughs> I, I, I'm here. I'm going to be here. Believe that. Listen, they are not the same. It, they it, are not. That is they are not the same. That is a fact. That's good. That's they good. Let's like, get it. Let me say, they just be like, Ashley, how you feeling? That, that's it. That's that's all. That's that's what it is. <laughs> Got to bring up on stage, right? Ashley says she right. need all the extras. Let's go. I found out Ashley had about four five dads yesterday. You know, bells and whistles. Four five dads. Four five dads, man. You know what I'm saying? We and she was the only that. child. We got to explain that. Hey, no. I'm, I'm still look. I still need to get some announcement classes from Dallas, man. I'm that like, part. dang, he hyped you up so. Ashy. All y'all, all y'all need to get some announcement classes from my yeah, big brother from another planet. That's what she said, right? Who who introduced <laughs> their who introduced their co-hosts and co-mods and co all the things like Dallas? I'm no just way. saying. That's exactly. a that was the red carpet. It was the voice for me. It's the voice. <laughs> I just Bless knew you were going to have something to say about my daddies. I just knew. I just knew. I was waiting for it. I said, <laughs> what, what, what just comes up in B.O.B.? What? About, about, about eight daddies. I'm just saying. Oh, we went from five to eight. For <laughs> that sounds like some news that needs for to be real? talked about right there. <laughs> <laughs> for real, Byrne? Ashley had about eight daddies. You know what I'm saying? And she was the only child. I'm just saying, man. So you got to oh, understand. Lord. It's a lot of special attention had to be paid, man, in order to make it happen. <laughs> Okay, let me just tell y'all a little. Okay, he's trying to he's trying to go in. First of all, I, you know I will say this. I will say this. I have enjoyed every part of Bob so far this morning, from the opening song 
to the club BLB vibes Byron had us on to the horseback riding conversation Byron knows I took equestrian I love 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 horseback riding that is my heart place I love it remember that video of me horseback riding Byron I do you were like oh, remember, <laughs> you were like you horseback ride yeah, yeah. Of horseback riding, you guys. So, what he's referring to is, um, I was my mo- my mother was married, and uh, my mother was when she was expecting me. The doctors told her that she uh, was should have an abortion. They said I was going to be born brain dead, and I wouldn't live past the age of three to five years old. But she refused. And she had her baby girl, which she refers to as her miracle baby. But my mother divorced and she remarried when I was five. And uh, I was the only child of all three parents and they co-parented me my whole life. And so I had my mommy and my two dads, but I also had three godfathers. <laughs> and Byron... I told y'all about eight daddies. <laughs> and Byron met one of my godfathers via Zoom. Um, but I had three godfathers and my two dads. And I was the only child. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> they took great care of me. And that's all rich. I'm saying about that. <laughs> rich, rich, rich. You know, they had to be rich because she said she took equestrian. I mean, See I ain't what really I'm talking about? Yeah, I ain't really never had no friends that took equestrian. Words, you know we, we just ride horses where I'm from. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> In Houston, they just go over the sunny side and ride horses. Yeah, we just ride horses. horses. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not doing this with yeah, y'all. I'm not doing this with y'all. Well, at Hampton, we had equestrian. Gotcha. And um, the horse that I learned on was Pirate, which was uh, President Harvey's horse. And um, and then I also uh, Raven 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 was a black stallion, but Raven wasn't too friendly, so I didn't do Raven too often. She would fuck you. And then uh, Truffle, I learned on Truffle too. So yeah, I took equestrian at Hampton. Mm. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing at Hampton. I'm just saying. Rock the blue and white. Okay, that was from my pirates. That was from my pirates. I just had to drop that in there really quickly (laughs) hey y'all good morning good morning good morning to you it is the first day of the week in the bob community if you haven't already hit the house at the top make sure you are a member of the club now what's funny is i want to say shout out to uh, Lori in the building and the ladies and the phenomenal women leading community in the building because we already know what it is. I mean, they're just now talking about self-mastery. What, what do we talk about every day, Lori? What do, we, what do we talk about? Taking it to the phenomenal next level. That's all I'm saying. We've been on this. We're not new to this. We're true to this, but we're going to indulge the fellas this morning. <laughs> we, we're going to indulge y'all burn. Just a little bit. Just a little bit because listen, this is all we talk about in the community. And I told them the other day, I, I had to I had to do some tough love the other day. And I said, wait a minute, some of you all are complaining about not being where you want to be yet, but you're not doing the work. Mm. Your head's not down. You're not maximizing every moment, every opportunity. You're not allocating all of your energy and effort 
towards where you say you want to be. Mm. And you have the audacity to complain. Where they do that at? Mm. I don't understand. Too casual for success. Too, too casual. You cool so, as fuck. <laughs> Bro. You are way too cool to be that broke. (laughs) Way too cool. You normalizing it. Yeah, you normalizing broken cool with your cool ass. You comfortable. Mm. Yeah. I'm just saying. (laughs) He on one today. He is on one. That dude on one today, boy. We're gonna tackle it though. We're gonna tackle it. So yes, we're gonna tackle that. Uh shout out to the ladies. We do have our third annual conference coming up in Atlanta, Georgia, September 23rd through the 25th. I'll put the link in the chat so y'all can come check us out, ladies. If you really committed to getting to your next level, you need to tap in. That's what we're doing. It's the phenomenal next level for us, though. So you all know so much happens over the course of the weekend. I can't give all the news this morning because it's a lot. But I will say... (laughs) Oh, Byron, 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 Byron. Uh-oh. This how I know we entering the bullshit zone. Byron, Byron, Byron. <sighs> Damn. What's going on? She got me nervous now. Yeah. Well, we, well, okay. I'm listening. New York. California declared a state of emergency to combat the spread of monkeypox. Oh my God! And that's a problem. And that's a problem. I'm with Ashley on that, man. That's a problem, Ashley. I'm with you on that. Listen, this is a whole problem because I I I didn't know I had PTSD until I read that. And the only thing I thought about is uh, just like what? Three to five days after California declared an emergency for COVID, the whole world shut down. Wow. Well, you know, not to be a pessimistic optimist, but, uh, you know, Maybe a lot more folk will pull up to B.O.B. in the morning. You know what I'm saying? If we go through another pandemic situation with the monkeypox. You stay in your ass home for messing with that monkeypox. That's a fact. Hey, hey, but you know the good mm-hmm. thing about the... Well, I ain't going to say the good thing about the monkeypox. But <laughs> I guarantee you, people going to stay the hell away from each other with this Oh, one. they staying away. They got to stay away. They got to oh. stay away with the monkeypox. Shout out to Dr. Owen. I'm just trying to understand. Like some, Somebody really break down how you get... The monkey pox, bro. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like, on to get that I'm like, man, man, if you gotta, if you gotta, like, really actually touch somebody that actually, you know, has it, like, you can see it physically, you know, I guess fluid, bodily fluid, stuff like that. Like, are you not seeing it, and or are you seeing it and just saying fuck it anyway? Or like, I'm confused. I'm like, I'm like, hold on, man. I don't know. It seems like it should be easier to do this, but maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. You know, I ain't figured out all of the particulars. I told Ash that I am willfully ignorant about this particular situation because I can't look at Man, the pictures. I, I am too, but I don't want to be <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> I'm just kind of looking at everybody. <laughs> I need <laughs> right about with now. no pictures. 
I need yeah, all the no pictures. Like, That's what I need. I want to know how many people are itching already because oh, I am. Man, every time I look at a picture, it just make my skin crawl. I start looking at <laughs> just myself. Just talking about it makes one itch. I, be like, I don't even want to scratch. I get an itch. I don't even want to scratch it. Oh, what's that? I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it, bro. I don't know. It's scared, though. It's scared. <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. This silence is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I really believe people have. Hey, you don't even want to talk about it. No. Like, yeah, no, you, don't, sir. You, don't, you don't want it to be real. And then PTR, somebody wronged in a mug. <laughs> I think that was Ruby. Oh, she took it off. She put a monkey up there. Come on. <laughs> Damn. Hey, and then, and then what's funny, man, is I'm, I'm looking at somebody. We was actually having this conversation at my house this weekend, man, me and, me and Brian. And I was like, man, so so it's like monkey pox, like chicken pox. And that's the case. And everybody had chicken pox back in the day, right? And it's like, is it really that serious? No, nah, them things the thing chickens. The, the things that scare me is just the, you know, the, the physical marks on the face. And I'm like, man, that's the size just, for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just different. I don't know. I seen one of them about down to the size of my nose on somebody's cheek. I say, oh, bro, like this. This is different. This the most Byron's talked about it. He keeps avoiding the situation. Every time I ask him a question, I mean, he's in the medical profession. And he does not want to talk about this monkey pot. No parts. No parts. He keeps avoiding the conversation. I'm like, Byron, help us prepare. That's how you know somebody's scared of something. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, but you're in health care. Help me understand how you can't (laughs) talk about it. (laughs) In any of them situations, respectfully. Did you see what the nurse what the nurse said in New York about it? Told the truth about it, man. What they said. What did the what did the nurse say? Whoever that was. Ah man, it was it was like hearing one of our coworkers were were like clowning about it, and, and it's one of those it's it's one of those touchy things, right? It's like can they not have a sense of humor? But it's also like you know they're in a the medical profession, so they had a bunch of comments about them just being professional and stuff like that too. So it's kind of like eh, being in a medical profession got to be kind of boring sometimes. People don't ever want you to joke about something, but I don't know. Yeah, they gonna lose their jobs, but it's cool. Yeah, yep, that's what they said. But you know, it's cool. <laughs> gonna lose their jobs. Lose them jobs. Oh respectfully. boy, they that's a whole one. song. Remember that little chant? You mm-hmm. got to lose your job. Y'all don't remember that? Okay, never mind. It was in the news. So <laughs> I just need to know: Is it visible? Initially, is there like a down period where you don't see it? So you could be hugging someone who has it and you don't know. Like, that's, I just need to know those details. I need someone to research that. Well, I'm su- I've suspended those. hugging. I've, 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 I've successfully suspended hugging anyway. Uh, you know, so yeah. That's you went back to hugging? Mean. I, it's yeah, still COVID to me. I ain't, I ain't I hugged nobody hugs, since before but... COVID. Exactly. You know, h- hugging is still on suspension temporarily. Well, Byron, um, even if someone has, well, if somebody has monkeypox, I read that if they touch a surface and they sit somewhere to touch a surface, like a, at a restaurant, let's say, and you go and sit down at that same table and it ain't make it's transferable like that also yeah that's a big problem that's a big problem because I have to suspend restaurants as well <laughs> restaurants may have to go on suspension too 
See, see, I don't like you. See, 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 this is why I'm willfully ignorant, Ashley. Now you see, because see, this is just messing up all of the good things in life. Yeah, but the other people willfully ignorant probably caught it too. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I need some articles with our pictures. That's, that's, yeah, just send me that. Okay, you're gonna have to go to Google Scholar for that, probably. <laughs> those are those are the research based articles. They don't go with pictures most times. Yeah, you might that. have to go there. You know the Animal Association don't want you all calling this thing monkeypox. They don't want they don't want negative associations to monkeys. Even though monkeys are straight in the news for jacking people's babies, but they still don't want you to refer to this thing as monkeypox. Hmm. Get y'all life together. That's all I'm saying. Mm. And you know, restaurants don't clean their surfaces like they should. This is too scary. Yeah. All right, stop, Ashley. Stop. You're scaring me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Stop, all right. All right. All right. All right. Bring your own sanitizer. Bring your own wipes. Monkey pops. Whoop, whoop. Monkey I just re- re- I, I replaced chicken head with monkey pops just oh, now. I don't know if y'all remember that song. Take your wipes and sanitizer everywhere you go. Listen, mystical. It ain't my fault. It may be his fault this time. He was arrested on multiple charges, including first degree rape, false imprisonment, simple robbery, and more. Yeah, just just leave him. Just leave him there at this point. See. He is just, held without bond. Yeah, that part. Just, just park him in that some bit. Just, just leave him there. You know, he didn't have too many chances, Ashley. That's what I hear. I hear people saying this is like his third or fourth. Yeah, he yeah. What you think? When he said, "When he said, watch yourself," I knew something was wrong. <laughs> I knew something was wrong when he was oh, watching. No! <laughs> he also said it ain't my fault. You understand what I'm saying? Just, just ain't my leave fault. his ass there, Diddy. What you think, Diddy? Just, he just sound, he, 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 you gotta think about it. He low key used to sound schizophrenic. He used to be rapping. Watch, yeah, that's like, true. That's true, Diddy. That, that is true. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Roger, you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, you're right, Diddy. You're right about that. You're right about that. I just, I just, he, I just he said it. he said it ain't my fault. Yeah, I do that. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? You was going one way, you went the other way. You went the other way, man. We got to figure this shit out. That was that tarantula. Mm. Y'all know y'all love to take something and run. That's all I'm saying. Y'all just, y'all just take stuff and y'all straight run. Oh man. Y'all the best. Y'all the best quarterback. Yes, all indeed. The, all the things. But yes, yeah, so he's back in jail. He uh, was denied bond during his Sunday arrest. Good. Uh, so he's sitting there. Deshaun Watson reportedly suspended for six games after violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. He was hit with 24 lawsuits alleging sexual misconduct during massage sessions. Mm. Yeah, man, I think, I think, man, you know, boys gonna learn out here, man, playing stupid games and winning dumbass prizes. They gonna learn. Oh my gosh, I heard someone say that yesterday for the first time outside of hearing you say that. That's hilarious. 
I know. And I automatically thought they were like, they were like, so what do they say? People win dumb prizes, play, they win door, dumb prizes, and she's not even on Clubhouse. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> you you win enough dumb prizes, man. You gonna stop playing stupid games. I'm just saying respectfully. Yeah, that's what it is. So stay tuned about that. Yeah. Um, man shot in the face by an off-duty um, NYPD cop sues for five million dollars. And uh, I don't know if you all saw the incident with the. Um, at the theme park where the Elmo didn't greet the child. Have you all seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, mm-hmm. that family is also suing, but they're like suing in the billions mm-hmm. uh, for that incident that happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, 20, um, no, no, I'm sorry, 25 million. It's 25 million they're suing for. Um, and because so people are Emma saying, didn't say hi. Yes. What? Racial discrimination is what they're saying. They need Elmo to get back on this shit. <laughs> they said Elmo should not have walked past their child. Elmo now your responsibility is Elmo. You got a job to do. Elmo don't speak play. to the kids, man. I speak to the kids now. You know, there's another issue going circulating um, that the same thing happened at Disney. Um, with the character there as well, Rapunzel. So there are a lot of different issues going on. Shakira is facing eight years in prison um, for a 14 million tax fraud case. Um, yep. And so, yeah, that that's that's that doesn't sound good at all. Dang. Tax fraud. But Sound I want to know. Go ahead. So unless you had a slick ass account or not a <laughs> slick ass account. Not so slick. One who thought he was. One who he thought or he she. was. Or maybe she was just willfully ignorant. No, um, you guys. So with the Shakira thing, she didn't live in the country at the time that they said that she lived in. So that particular country wants her to pay taxes, but she said she wasn't a resident there. So why should I have to pay taxes? Gotcha. So she had a bright ass idea. Stupid, stupid games. Stupid games. Sound like she had a bright ass idea, did he? You're you know supposed to declare that though, so that you're not recognized as a citizen in the area. Sound like she That's said she's just not gonna do it. How many of you all bought the uh lottery tickets this past week? I didn't. Oh, no one in here did? I okay. did. I was gonna say, you all are quiet. No one bought a the ticket. What? The what? The lot a lottery ticket. The oh, prize oh, is up I, to I a billion dollars. I won twelve dollars. Mm. Oh mm. well, someone in Illinois woke up that billionaire. I don't know if you all saw that or not, but one person woke up Saturday a billionaire after purchasing one single ticket for the Mega Millions lottery jackpot that was up to over a billion dollars in award. Can you imagine waking up from one lottery ticket? You bought it like, oh, I'm going to just try my chances. I'm just going to buy the ticket. And then you actually woke up and realized you won I'm a billion dollars. That is just insane. Isn't it? It's insane. Um, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I ain't going to lie. 
Well, I actually Talk do. About I do. I do. I'm gonna change do, my so. whole identity. Yeah, that's what I would be focused on. I would be focusing on identity switching up because it's like you're gonna be a target, man. You're gonna be a target, mm-hmm. man. There's so many people. So many people, man. You're gonna have to get real different real quick. Yeah, I think I have to live next to Oprah for a whole year and sign the lease in Iowa or somewhere for yeah. a bit. Because it's, it's, it's something different about when you get it from like a, a, a luck like that opposed to when you work for it. People respect the fact, at least they respect the fact, okay, he worked his ass off for that. You know what I'm saying? But when you just got that shit just like that, man, people, you know, they just feel like you just owe it to them. Like, why can't I be just as lucky as you? Give me some of your money. Well, nobody's going to be able to talk to you. Once you turn in the ticket, they actually sequester you during that time because you made way too much money. You're going to have to get a whole security detail. Yeah, absolutely. Got to do it. Got to do it. You don't even get your own phone no more. They take it away from you. Yes, indeed. But listen, man. And they probably should. But before I end the news segment, I do want to give tribute to um actress Nichelle Nicole uh Nichols I'm sorry Ash, actress Nichelle Nichols passed away over the weekend at the age of 89 and uh former um uh, and the NBA Hall of Famer Bill Russell, I don't know what's going on this morning. NBA Hall of Famer Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88. Both of them passed away over the weekend. Those are two legends, two pillars in the African-American community. And uh, Miss Nichelle Nichols was also an esteemed lovely lady of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority mm. Incorporated. So I uh, want to give condolences to their families, friends, and fans at at this time and if you all have not seen this whole thing going on with neo and his wife on social media that's a whole other thing so you may want to go tap into that <laughs> if you're interested or not if you like me you know what i'm saying <laughs> or not <laughs> or not whichever way it goes but for those of you who are her name is crystal smith you may want to <laughs> oh, tap so, it so messy. <laughs> it is messy <laughs> i don't I don't, I don't, I don't report messy news, but I know people want to hear about it. They do, they do, they <laughs> so do. You might wanna, and they you ain't shit for it either. It. They ain't shit for it either. Respectfully, I was just saying. There's a lot going, going on in that conversation post. and not say anything else about it. Ashley, come on now. <laughs> Listen, <sighs> the only thing I was, I know Byron's like, really, really, we got to go here. All I'm saying is, she posted on her post. And she left it there. It's a post and keep, not a post and delete. Mm. But she said, eight years of lies and deception, eight years of unknowingly sharing my life and husband with numerous women Mm. who sell their bodies to him unprotected. Mm. Uh, She says she's heartbroken, disgusted, and she's no longer going to live with a narcissist or pretend in the public that Mm. it's something that it's not that she's leaving and people can stop sending her videos of him cheating because whatever he does is no longer her concern. And so they took a screenshot and said, Neo, you what you're putting this. You just couldn't help yourself. Yeah, Someone <laughs> asked me. Someone asked me. They asked me the question. I'm just simply fulfilling duties and answering what I was asked. That's all. That's it. That and part. That's that part. part. You asked me. He asked me. Y'all have it on recording. And um, yeah, that's it. 
But that's what she gets, though, you guys. She got with him when he was married. She said she did not. She said she, she did not know him when he was married. That's what she said. She I'm just saying. That's what she that. said. Because they came for her. They, mm-hmm. told her. they told her it was karma. And she said she didn't know him then. That's what she said. That side, side chick, uh, when you now become the main chick, the side chick place opened up. You so side chick karma. Yep. Now that's what you get. She, you thought, oh, I'm the main chick now, and now look what happened. The side chick place opened up, and somebody else been feeling it. A whole bunch of other women. Oh well. But what do we? What, do we really want to? You know what? No, I'm not gonna even go here. Okay, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah, not. We like. We like. Just go, go ahead and indulge, Ash. You just can't. No. Man, we six fifty. We six fifty, man. We six fifty. Man. Ah, we six fifty man. News took up the whole segment. Oh my okay. god! I'm not gonna even do news at the top of the hour, but <laughs> I'm not gonna do news. news. I'm not gonna do news at the top of the hour. All I'm saying is, um, okay, never mind. Go ahead. We gonna go into <laughs> y'all trying to get me into it. I'm not gonna do it. Are go you Ashley. too casual for success? Oh, Ashley. <laughs> But I will say that Drake brought up the lady, his ex-girlfriend on stage during his recent performance, who was Kiki. Do you love me? He brought her up during his performance. So so. Kiki got some shine. Kiki got some shine. And Chris Brown got all these women feeling like they his baby mamas and girls. All the things. Uh, I don't know if you saw all the photos. Easiest money he probably ever made. I would have did it. That's a good idea. I don't mm. know. I'm saying other yeah. people charge for uh, private meet and greets, and you don't get photos like that. So I mean, it's it's it, if you a fan, it's a whole vibe. I mean, you're gonna pay for a, a meet and greet regardless if you want to. So why not get the extra perk? Yeah, yeah. that's all I'm saying. We're cold deal. Okay, I'm done for real. I'm done. I'm not going to go into the other thing, Byron. <laughs> no more news you today, you guys. A whole other news on, on, on Chris Brown. Okay. On Neo, but that's it. That's it. No more news for the day. That's it. That's it. We're going to talk about it. Man, here's the deal, man. What are we talking about today? You know, it's funny. I was talking to O yesterday, and we was talking about this whole are you too casual for success, right? And um, it kind of triggered me uh, in a lot of ways, you know, from a personal standpoint. Right. Because, you know, sometimes I think we can be a little too casual about our goals, too cool and casual about our the things that we allow ourselves to indulge in. Right. Um, And our epic wastes um, of time. That we that we also indulge in and we that we allow to occupy our time. And so, you know, th- to me, this this topic is very, very serious because one of the main things is I know that I'm kind of on a new journey in terms of uh, uh, self-mastery. I'm trying to get better in terms of my discipline. Right. Um, because here's the here's the thing that I noticed <clears throat> just being here. Every single morning that we've committed to being here on BOB has upgraded my life. It's upgraded my life. Um, and a lot of times we get caught up in thinking that we have to tackle this massive giant of a thing, right? 
in order to be successful. We have to do this big, big thing, right? And a lot of times it's the small every day, right? Doing the work every single day, little by little, that creates these mammoth things, right, later on. We didn't know starting B.O.B., right, was going to grow into a podcast, into all of these different things. It was just more of a, let's just hold ourselves accountable, right? Let's commit to doing this every single day that we've committed to it, right? And see how we can add value, right? And that has little by little turned into something, right? And I liken that to our complete journey for whatever goals that we're trying to get accomplished. Sometimes it's a matter of just doing it every single day, those little, little uh, step-by-step things. Because I I truly believe, Diddy, I don't know about you, but I believe that most people in this room, most people in this room, for the most part, now it's a few little strategy things that we may not be privy to, and it may be a couple things, but for the most part, I believe everybody in this room know exactly what it will take to be successful for them. I believe everybody in the room knows exactly what it will take for them to be successful, right? And I think the difference between us achieving the highest level of success or are really, really, really like actualizing that said success in our lives is our ability to focus all of our energy, right? On that specific goal, if it's something that we truly, truly want. And I want to talk about what are some of those things that we're not doing, right? That we know we should be doing to achieve the goals that we say that we want for ourselves. We all got them, right? We all got these goals that we want to get accomplished, right? But what are we not doing, right? Or what are some of the things that we know we should be doing that we're not doing that is blocking us from getting from point A to point B? I believe it has something to do with self-mastery. You may think differently, but let's talk about it. What do y'all think about this? I'll jump in real quick. Um, The biggest thing for me is um, learning how to say no. Um, you know, being in Miami, a lot of friends, everyone going out all the time. It's just party, 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 party. And I, I just have to learn how to say no. And I've, I've, I've little by little mastered that. Um, you know, it's hard not to say no, but to get my shit going, I have to say no. So just learn how to say no. I think that's part of self-mastery. I love that because that's true. The power of no, the power of decision right? It's critical. Just just being able to make a, a, a sound, quick decision is, is powerful. And being able to master no, right, is even more powerful because it distracts you, like, because you become a slave to everybody else, right? You become a slave to everybody else, and, um, and, and that's no fun, right? Because you're not mastering yourself at that point once you become a slave. Uh, that's critical. Anybody else care to jump in on what it is that is blocking them specifically, from reaching I'm, I'm, the goal. I'll jump in. I, I don't have anything blocking me, Byron. I just want to add real quick to this only because I had a pre-scheduled room. But I, I'll tell you this, Byron. You have to be intentional about you. That's just a fact. It may seem simple. You might say, oh, but I know this. No, you have to be intentional about you. So the lady who spoke just now said 
she realized when she assessed herself that she wasn't saying no enough, right? That's because she wasn't intentional about herself. She was trying to please her friends. You know, she, p- people do things. You try to fit in. We all do it, right? At some point in time. But once you learn to be intentional about you and your goal, you will achieve whatever that is that's in your control. Um, Jeff Bezos, if you go on his Twitter page about two or three months ago, held up a, uh, I believe it was a business week uh, that came out probably 10 years ago when he just started AWS. And they basically said he should just stick to selling whatever he's selling in Amazon and forget about AWS. Now, AWS is one of the, brings in the highest revenue in Amazon. So if he had listened to them, where would he be today? Where would his company be today? So if you don't get that, it's all about you, literally. And it's not because I'm a Leo. It's literally all about you. Once you achieve your goal, they'll come around. I came in when Ashley was giving the news and people talking about a billionaire. People find you when you got good stuff going on. You don't worry about that. Who falls off, falls off. Get what you need to get. Do it ethically. Do it with integrity. But do you. Period. Unapologetically. Who doesn't like it? Bye. i see you in a few years. Get your stuff done. This is Ruby. Let's talk about it. Good morning, everybody. Um, I think for me, what started with self-mastery is learning um, how I learn. I think a lot of people have a hard time with that, just identifying the way in which they learn. A lot of people get frustrated. Um, That was like a big thing that I had being dyslexic and things like that. So once I mastered that, um, that was it made it easier. The next thing was mastering my minutes. I think a lot of people are busy, but they're not productive. Um, It's one thing, you know, to have an idea. It's another thing to execute that idea and see it all the way through. I think people get caught up in the shine of it versus the planting of it. So I think if we spend more time um, understanding that roots um, take time to, to dive deeper than being seen on top of the surface. I think we want to post that highlight reel saying that we did this and that, not understanding you're still developing in the dark. So I think that's uh, which is mastering where you are and, and being okay with that season. A lot of people want to jump out of season and they haven't um, ended that season. And the last thing I would say as far as mastering is mastering um, being focused even when distractions occur. A lot of people get distracted with life. They get distracted with work. They get distracted with relationships. I I, I think relationships are a huge um, way that people just stay in their feelings and it can really slow you down in your progress. I'm not saying don't take time out for others, but what I am saying, you need to be able to stay focused and keep the momentum and move forward. So creating that environment where you can be creative and not um, have basically have that temperature control around your environment. So you're able to keep growing and keep climbing. And this is Ruby. Hey, Byron TM, I'll, I'll jump in here. I, I love that share that was just made, you know, for me being able to check myself, man. Um, you know, when I feel something bubbling up about to say something crazy, Right. That there might be, you know, somebody that might offend somebody, you know, my, my words, my my actions controlling myself, um, you know, 
having more patience, right? Um, not expecting people to move uh, when, when I would move or the way that I would move, but respecting individuality, but specifically checking myself. But, you know, uh, another one, big one for me, bro, is, is going from spending to investing, right? Spending time, like where I spend my time, who I spend my time with. Um, is it in alignment with my core values, my, my goals? Um, we spend a lot. We spend time, we spend money, um, and often it doesn't uh, bring about the return that we're looking for. So not only are our money, but where I spend my time, um, you know, but specifically my money, right? Where, where am I spending? So going from spending to investing, right? Because it, your time is an investment, who you spend it with, where you spend it uh, is an investment as well as your money. And so um, controlling myself, right? Uh, in a way that, that makes me more productive, as well as going from spending to investing time and money, that, that has changed the game for me. Uh, on so many levels, Tia. Can I touch up on that? Absolutely, I love that too, man. That's that was a dope. That was a dope, dope, dope little That's shit. Good. I want, I want to build on that too. But yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, TM, I love that you said um, something about uh, the people you spend your time with. I think it's hard to let go of the people that are um, not necessarily on your level but don't think the same way as you i've had to let go of a lot of people in my circle of friends in the past because they weren't they weren't what's the word um you know motivated to go you know do something for themselves and i think part of self-mastery is surrounding yourself with people that are above you people that are doing something you see that's why i come in here every every day every monday every tuesday wednesday thursdays because you guys are doing something bigger and i want to be a part of it i want to learn from it and i want to surround myself with you guys people like you and you know it's hard to let go of friendships can y'all hear me i have the red bar oh yeah oh, you good talking real uh, right now it's, keep going it, it, it's really hard to, to to let go or just like distance yourself from people you know from from friendships but it's it's absolutely vital i think um in order for you to master your you know have that self-mastery is just let go and spend less time with those people more time with people who you look up to want to be uh be like thank you you know what's so important about that? And it kind of goes back to the topic that we're going to be talking about today. And it's called, it's, it's actually natural. It's called homeostasis, right? So the body, um, and I didn't know this, Diddy, but it, this is real important. This is going to help somebody. Um, the body naturally seeks a homeostatic place, meaning homeostasis is kind of like an equilibrium, right? Equilibrium, where you know, in the body, right, your cells are going to, you know, self-regulate. Like when you got too much sodium in your system, the, the kidneys are going to excrete that out, right? When you have too much potassium in your system, the kidneys are going to excrete that out. If it's too much fluid in your system, the kidneys, again, will excrete that out. Too much food in the belly, you're going to go to the bathroom, right? The body is always seeking to make itself balanced to a certain degree because that's that's the happy place of the, of the body. Now, that it actually extends beyond that. 
when you start to create a social circle, right? Naturally, what happens is this is natural, right? When certain people try to become outliers, right? Then the group, the group homeostasis is going to seek to reel you back into what is normal, what it considers to be normal. Now, the problem with this, this is natural, though. This is and, and, and again, you have to give people grace whenever they are not supportive of your specific dream, because it's not that they all the time just hating on you. It's just that at the end of the day, their norm is to is to try and reel you back in. OK, so the only way to combat that is you have to, you know, separate yourself from that 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 group you you just have to do it um because you have to be in a group that will pull you to a new level of homeostasis meaning in order for you to feel normal right you're gonna have to be operating at a certain level you have to do it um so i just wanted to put that out there real quick but did he what, what's think, your thoughts on this did he yeah yeah i was just about to say man i've been sitting here thinking i think a lot of it got to do with self-discipline too man Ooh. you know what i mean because i mean it took me a while to you know, when I'm I'm eating, you know, you know, we call ourselves going on diets and stuff like that. But, you know, I've been doing the 75 hard challenge and it kind of been that self-mastery. It's like a self-mastery challenge. You know how hard it is. You know, I'm eating like last night. I'm eating veggies. You know, everybody else eating burgers. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and I can't I can't lie like I don't smell that burger over there. Yeah. But that's where that self-discipline and that self-mastery come in. Hand. You can't do it, man. Sometimes you got to shake shit, man. You got to stay disciplined. You got to stay with your routine every single day. And I feel like the success come between that routine. It come within that routine. And most people, they always break that routine and break that discipline. And that's the reason why you never, you know, master yourself. You know, you know? Dude, that's so important um, because, you know, it's called being honest with yourself, brutally honest with yourself. Right. Um, and once you start breaking commitments, to yourself, right? Um, then you start to lose control, right? So, Damn, that's deep. So we make promises to ourselves, Diddy, right? And when we make our promises to ourselves, and we we lie to ourselves, or we 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 um, you know, backstab ourselves in a lot of ways, right? Because see, if you would have took advantage of that burger situation, right, you would have betrayed yourself. That ain't self love. That's not self love. And once you once you make that 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 portrayal like act right, you start it, it naturally you start to doubt yourself right. You start to lose confidence in your ability to keep your promises to yourself, right. And then how can you be the best version of you, a master yourself, if you don't if you don't trust your own self to be able to get anything done that you say you won't. Sorry, can I jump in? Yeah. Yeah, first of all, good morning. Uh, business over breakfast. You know, you you hit it on the head when you said uh, this idea of, you know, holding yourself accountable, right? Like, I think it's easy to say what we want, and it's harder to go after what we need because we want so many things. And here's the thing I, I, I think as well. I look at I look at the patterns of behavior, right? So, for example... It's easy to say, well, I don't have this, I don't have this. And then what we do is we kind of blame shift everybody else. I think the one thing that I think is missing in what is being said is that all times we've outsourced our power to everybody else. And then we wonder why we're weak. Okay. 
And what we've done is we've outsourced it to jobs, employers, circles, all kinds of people. And here's the thing. We have found our identity so much in everybody else that we don't even know what we look like by ourselves. And so I think one of the biggest challenges that I'm hearing in trying to develop that personal mastery and trying to really move from circles, because here's the thing, nothing will set you straight than being in the right circles, because you want to know why? Because you can't use that excuse anymore. When, so when we start to be exposed, and I love what Amy was saying, because when you're in this community, I think this is, again, in, in all my years, and I've been in a tons of communities, this has probably been one of the best ones that, that keep me coming back. And I'll tell you why, because I'm learning something in this community that I normally don't have that I want personal mastery in. I want to be able to master this idea of investing in real estate and also the way that you guys see business and the way that you guys are collaborating. And so I think those kinds of dynamics, when you are in circles like that, either you'll become insecure and run out of the circle or you'll become secure in the circle so that you can grow and be challenged in. And so I think Having those elements for us is what we need. We need this is why we need community. This is why we can't do things alone. But the idea, but the truth is that doing it alone doesn't mean that you have to do it by yourself. But many people they find themselves doing it alone because there's nobody around them that either one they're following or two nobody is following them. And I think in order to be a great leader in your life. Not just in your business, right? But in your life, you got to be able to follow after people who are also willing to follow after you. And so, I think those two go hand in hand in this whole, uh, you know, you know, matrix of like personal mastery. Because again, that whole idea of success. I, I'll tell you something. For me, when I stopped waiting for somebody else to open a door, when I stopped thinking that relationship. So here was the challenge, and I'll end my playing with this is. The moment those relationships left, I felt like, okay, what happened to me? What happened to my opportunity? I felt like my opportunity was gone with that opp- with that relationship. And the moment I started to realize, no, 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 that was just part of the process. I hold the keys to my own opportunity. The question is, have I lost the keys? Have I given the keys to somebody else? Or have I, have, have I been too afraid to unlock the door because I didn't know what was behind it? And so I think put positioning ourselves that way, especially in today's market, um, I think it's only going to give us more strength when we understand you're in the right circles, but at the same time, you own that, your opportunity, and you create those opportunities. So I believe that's a big part of, of leading and self-mastery is to really not just think everybody else has the key, but we have the keys inside of us. Oh, I love it. I love it. So what does it look like? What is What does zoning in on your specific said genius, right? Your genius, you know it. I believe, again, everybody in this room, everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice know exactly what it will take to get them to the next level, whatever that goal is. I think, you know, you know, uh, you know what, Byron, uh, good morning, but I haven't talked to you in a long time. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Let's talk about I it. Think, I think that most people, when they're when they're trying to achieve something, they focus on the results and they write results goals. I want to buy a house. I want to be a millionaire. I want to lose 10 pounds Ooh. or I will lose 10 pounds. But what they should be focusing on are the activities goals 
by which they'll achieve the results. So there's results goals and then there's process goals. And what most people set are results goals because that's what they're trying to achieve. Whereas mastery and success, when you talk about, and, and when I read your, uh, are you too casual for success? I, I translated that, are you too general for success? Because most people don't go an inch wide and a mile deep on their goals. They write these big, broad goals or they, they focus on these big, broad things. But the mastery is in the details and in the actual processes that you go through to achieve those goals. Wow. You know what? Yo, I got to get my air horn on that because that we got to let that breathe for a quick sec. Cause that was powerful. That was extremely powerful. Um, yeah, Run that back again. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that was good stuff. How do you? Uh, matter fact, back, Aaron, what that, that yeah, and what does that look like? What does that look like in real life when you're sitting down, right, and you're talking to self, right, and you're making these plans and you're you're saying no to all of the distractions and all of the things around you or whatever that that process looks like. What does that process look like to get to that space? So. Uh, a couple of examples would be just really simple stuff. Um, I want to be a better husband, right? Everybody says I want a better family life. I want to be a better husband. The things that I do to become a better husband are I read a book with my wife. I take my wife on a date once a week. Um, whatever whatever the, the trackable things are that you can do to move the needle because we all feel like we're on we're, we either feel like we're moving forward or we feel like we're falling behind but unless you're actually tracking it you just don't know if you want to lose 10 pounds if you want to lose 10 pounds by october 1st that's a that's a results goal the the trackable things and the activities goals are drinking 72 ounces of water, exercising 30 minutes a day, um, limiting your calories or eating your vegetables before you eat anything else. Those are the things that are actually trackable that you could write on a piece of paper and tangibly see that you're taking steps towards your goal. So, you know, if you want to be, if you want to buy a house, if you want to buy an investment house, the goal is not buying an investment house. That's the result. The goal should be, I'm going to spend two hours a week looking at properties. I'm going to read a book on investing. Those are the things that lead to that mastery or they lead to that result. But for most of us, and myself included for a really long time, we we get caught up in the results when the the power is in the activities that we have to do. Does that make sense? Super powerful. Yeah. Hey, this is rough. I want to build with him a little bit. Um, there's a book called The 12-Week Year. Um, <laughs> I've, I've read half of this book. I'm in the middle of reading it, and it's already changed um, the, the way I view knocking out my goals. It, it's, it, the book is basically there to teach you how to turn 12 months into 12 weeks. And at the end of those 12 weeks, to change that process, to start that process over. Right. So what, what it tells us at the beginning is that our brains are designed to protect us from what we fear. And a lot of us who get stagnant 
in our process, we fear success. We fear the sustainability of success. So our brains are naturally designed to throw up a wall for us immediately. That's why a lot of us fall into these roadblocks. And to what the brother was just previously saying, um, the book actually tells you to go a little bit of a step further with sep- with taking your results goals and your performance goals and ac- or your task goals and actually putting them together step by step, day by day, week by week. So if, you're, uh, if your goal is to lose 100 pounds while you're focusing on how many sit-ups, push-ups you have to do, you want to tie in, hey, I want to lose one pound a week by doing this number of exercises, loop burning this number of calories per week. So you're actually saying, hey, my result is one pound, my activity is this, and instead of separating them, you intertwine them. I'm done. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. You know, what's so powerful about that? What's so powerful about that? What was the book recommendation he said? It's the the 12-week year. You know, Brian Moran. Yeah, just started reading that. Yeah, that's a powerful book. We we did that uh, in the book club. Then we did it. That was like one of the first ones we did in the book club in the wealth community, right? I think so. Um, but what's so powerful about that is I mentioned earlier, you know, coming to BLB uh, every single morning, right, was probably one of the greatest decisions for me um, that that I've made in recent time, and and it's for a lot of different reasons. Number one. Um, I was able to meet some phenomenal people, create amazing networking opportunities, right? Um, just phenomenal networking opportunities, mind blowing shit in reality. Um, and uh, but but what most importantly, it 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 holds me accountable. Like every single time I have to show up and I have to add value, and then also I'm able to receive value and talk more and more about. Um, my goals, you know what I'm saying? And hear about better ways to execute my goals. I'm able to also um, hear how entrepreneurs process and think. I think, you know, for me, that's always been a very important thing. Um, I like to understand how these people think. It's more, you know, you can read a book, you can read processes, you can read strategies, right? But if you don't understand how a person can kind of get to this specific conclusion, sometimes that be that missing piece to helping you execute on that specific goal, if that makes sense. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. But it was a culmination of that consistent effort, though. Somebody want to jump in? That's Chauncey. What up? What up? Oh, what's, morning, going on, what's going on, What's going on, my doing? God? What's going on? Um, it's, it's funny y'all talking about goals. I might see, I'll be in, uh, in uh, Atlanta for InvestCon. Um, I was supposed to speak on the panel, but... I decided not to for some other stuff, but I was, and it was about goal setting, which is pretty funny that y'all speaking about this now. Uh, love the title, great title. Uh, and these two gentlemen spoke very, uh, most powerful thing you can do in your life, in a career is set goals to change your life. If you don't have goals, I don't care how successful you are or where you starting, you can't get anywhere. Bottom line. And, uh, you know, the, the key to goal setting is, and it comes from Think and Grow Rich. If you haven't read the book, you, you should read that every year, not once, you know, one time you're like, I'm done with it. 
because you need reminders, right? Because it holds you accountable. Uh, goal setting is really to hold you accountable. You might not achieve all the goals, but the thing about it is it puts you on a fast track of understanding and then how you take action to get those goals is really what those two gentlemen were were, were discussing. Um, the book that I, the books, and I'm be, you know, we're going to be a little selfish because I helped put these two books together. Uh, was uh, Damon John's uh, Rising um, Power Broke, the first one. Uh, it's really a conversation about him learning how to goal set and a bunch of other people in those books talking about goal setting and the actions they took to uh, achieve those goals. And then the next one is Rise and Grind. Um, it's, it's really uh, changed my life uh, being a bit a part of those books, but more importantly, it put me on a track, and it took me five years to really start moving on it. And think people think, you know, all oh, all this is going to change in uh, a day or two years or three years. It's a process because our minds are conditioned, like my man said, to to not do the things that we need to do for ourselves. I know I've been a self sabotager, right? Because I've always been in successful situations. But I was just scared of success. Uh, I could have been on TV shows. I could have did this. I could have did that. I could have did a lot of things in my life. But I never wanted that. Not that I wanted, but I was scared because I didn't want the things that come with it because I know what comes with it. Uh, but who cares, right? Just do what you need to do. And, and also, just a side note, money doesn't equate to uh, success. Success is what you filling your soul and what makes you happy of course we need money and I, I love it like we can talk about money all day that's great but you can have a lot of money and just be a horrible human being so your success is how you become a better person how you how you build your life around certain things what do you do to 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 make your family your your soul your community better that's success to me and everybody's story of success is different right and i can't judge that but i'm just giving you the information so the two books i tell y'all to, to really audio because i'm audible guy because uh i have a uh, dyslexia and you know you know how shout out to all the dyslexics uh but i love audible and i listen to their book uh think grow rich twice a year but the power broke and uh rise and grind are incredible books for minorities but for everybody but especially for us because it's definitely relatable stories that we can do, you know, listen to and see, and it breaks down uh, our ability to change our lives. So I just want to put that out there. Oh yeah, and uh, next next week I'm bringing Damon to the app. He hasn't been on Clubhouse in a long time. I'm doing a big room, uh, probably seven o'clock next Wednesday. If y'all around, uh, nobody can come on stage unless you took the class. And but it'll be a dope room. So if y'all around, let definitely come through. One hundred man, one hundred man. You got to bring him to the business over breakfast too, man. We'll, we'll show him a I, ton of love, man. I will, I will, I will. Yeah. Promise. So here's the thing. You know what's so powerful about what what um, um, Chauncey was just talking about is you know self sabotage, right? And 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 believe it or not, you guys, um, self sabotage is a natural response to us trying to be successful in in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, we self-sabotage our own success in more ways than we could possibly even imagine. And it goes back to that whole homeostasis thing, right? That's why it's so important, right, 
uh, and I want to pivot to to Dr. O because I know Dr. O is in the chat, is, you know, it's not the goals a lot of times, right? And kind of shout out to uh, Aaron as well on that. It's not the goals, it's the systems we, we put in place to achieve the goals, right? Again, it goes back to, you know, doing B.O.B. every single time, every morning that we commit to it. Right. Every morning we commit to it. That's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Right. What system we can put in place in order to achieve said goal. Um, so, Dr. O, can you give us uh, a little bit of an example of what you was talking about in the chat on that? Rising riches rulers. Okay, so yeah, so um, I believe that that brings us into casuality, right? Like what you were talking about. Uh, the question of the morning is, are you too casual for success? Um, whenever you don't have systems, you can become casual. I love what you're talking about homeostasis. I'm such a nerd, but I just appreciate the scientific method of things, right? As well as the spiritual way of things. And joining those two forces together is about your only outcome. And what I mean by that is you can set goals. You can have aspirations, dreams. You can have a vision. You can do ideals. You can be intentional. You can do all of that stuff. And I think it's powerful affirmations and vision boards and all of that. Those are processes to help your brain identify. But until you put emotion behind what it is that you're doing and you actually feel the way that you're trying to get to and you have to feel that in the present now moment, then it's just not going to really be as powerful for you. A lot of people take drugs to get there. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, your LSD and shrooms, and I'm not promoting drugs. I'm just saying that a lot of times there's a lot of stuff that has to happen to trip your brain towards that success level that you're really trying to obtain. At least you just be spinning around on goal level. So when you think about the science of goaling, it's putting something in the future that you have to get to, aka dangling a carrot. That's not the worst thing ever. I think it's powerful. Please write your goals down. Please stick to your guns when it comes to your goals. However, your systems, and I think Byron is really, really big, and I'm sure the room is big. Most of us are big on systems and processes. So I don't care about how-tos. I'm big on now-tos. I've moved away from how-to because a lot of people get stuck in how-to anyway, regardless of what you say, how much you teach, how much you give, how much you beat and, and, and boot camp them. They just sometimes have other habitual, other uh, things that are going on in their psychology as well as their pathology. So I'm saying that to state that whenever you are goaling, which is amazing, you are setting a future uh, intent sometimes. You might have a now goal, right? And I, I believe in a now goal. So I don't teach how to as much as I teach now to. Those who do need to know how to, and they're going to put that in place, and they do have discipline, which somebody has said, or a few people have said a thousand times, those people are ready. Discipline makes you ready for goals uh, because you can work your way towards them and you will do the work towards them. Tasking, which is a goal setting type uh, principle that you do the night before you get up and do your day. Those things are important. However, if you still don't have systems, calendars, calculators, people, uh, CRMs, and all this other stuff in place, it's still going to be an uphill battle, which is not the worst case scenario. Most people you know, came from success through uphill battles. So whenever you're creating systems, systems keep you in the present moment. And I think it was Miss Amy G that was talking about love yourself and the rest will follow. In the present moment, right now, are you happy? 
Do you feel happy or are you going to be happy when you obtain your goal? When you stretch yourself like that and you create stressors in your system, you are literally self-sabotaging anyway. Because you have refused to say today, (laughs) tears and all, negative in my bank account or extra billion in my bank account and all, I am happy today. And when you goal or you set things in your future, oftentimes you become your own self-sabotager because you are not happy with yourself in the moment or satisfied. My daughter loves this word. I don't know why she's so obsessed with this word, but it made me research it more. She loves satisfaction. And back in the day, they would give you an S on your grade card. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling my age, but you would get an S or, or, or another letter, an I, incomplete or satisfactory. That was how you were graded back in the day. Well, the purpose was satisfactory simply meant you felt like doing the work incomplete meant that you did not feel like doing the work. And that's how you were regulated in the grading system. I say that to say, because today, are you complete with yourself today? Those incomplete levels of life really mess up your homeostasis, your pathology and your psychology. It tears you up and you're always looking for something next and next and next. Like, 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 Um, I don't even want to talk about that, but you're looking for the next high, if you will, and you get caught up in becoming a fiend, a success fiend or an achievement fiend. And then you start breaking down your system and creating stressors in your body and hurting yourself. So I say all that to say when you now, when you now to, it helps you develop a system for how to. And I love the self-love and today without me doing any work. I'm happy with myself. And that feeling brings me the joy that I need to get to my next now. So that's all. Wow. Byron, really quick. Yeah. Really quick. Dr. O is so goddamn powerful. I don't know who else will want to go behind her. So I'll try. Easy work. <laughs> I Easy love work. you, Sean, and you're as powerful. And thank you. <laughs> so first of all, shout out to Dr. O. If there's one woman in the morning can get me going next to my wife, is Dr. O. Yep, I said it. <laughs> So, Byron, here's one of the things I want to confess based on everything the doctor just said with a now to. It's very powerful. So, currently, I own 60, uh, 6,934 domains. My, my, my engineer asked me, why the heck do you buy so many domains? And then two years later, he told me I figured it out. Whenever I have an idea, Byron, I have to take action now towards that idea. So, if something pops into my mind or I'm in a room and something jumps out at me, the first thing I will do is purchase the domain. Because here's what happened. If you don't take step one, step two is harder. If you don't take step two, step three is harder. The hardest thing you'll ever do, which honestly is the easiest thing you'll ever do if you are disciplined, is take step one. Wow. So one of the secrets, yeah. One of the secrets wait, in my world, Byron. You know what? Now, wait. We, we got to Go run that it. back. We got to run that back. Please say that again. That was powerful. That, that, was, that was powerful. Please. You got it. So if you want to achieve anything in life, guys, the hardest thing you'll ever do is step one, which actually is the easiest thing to do. So for me, as I mentioned, whenever I hear something and I catch a vision, I'll buy the name and I'll I'll put it right there. It doesn't mean that you have to go act on the name today or tomorrow. But Byron, if you know you own something, you can go back and say, yep, let me pull that one out of the closet. Let me go to work on it. So for me, one of the biggest hacks that I've had in that I have in business today and is a part of me because it has become a habit is when I'm inspired by something, I take the first step. So when Dr. O says take an action now, guys, it may sound like one of those drawn out overviews um, statement. No, it's not. Successful, successful people win because they take more action. 
Successful people win because they start more things. It's not that they failed. It's just that they start more things. No one said you have to complete everything you start, but just fucking start. Back to you, Byron. I love it. Bye. I love it. I got. I got. I got. I got. I got to add another equation to that, though. I got to add another equation to that. How many people in the room, right, have self sabotage, right, and they self sabotage with idea overload? Have anybody ever been there? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Doctor. This this ambidextrous left-handed female over here. Lord Ooh. have mercy. Help the females, God. Help us. <laughs> Woo! We are chaotic. Oh, my God. No, I'm just playing. Let me stop. Okay, so I, I, I don't want to take over the conversation. I want to hear from everybody else. But, no, on the, on the under, on the for real, for real, right, Byron, that is key, right? So ideation is a powerful tool. Imagination is my – that's my jam, for real, for real. I Without my imagination, I wouldn't even be half the places that I've been. It was my imagination that got me there. And some people forget to imagine. That imagination starts to bring you into the feeling. The feeling creates the vibration. The vibration creates the frequency or opposite or whatever. And anyway, you start to get in a flow, basically. So a lot of people miss their flow. Women flow very, very well. So I don't want to knock you guys about being chaotic, right? But in that level of chaos, you can create some of the most beautiful things in chaotic, right, times because it makes you more creative. So I'm saying that to say you can get so caught up in creation that you don't put an action behind it and then you start to get frustrated in your processing. And a lot of people get, you hear those kids that stutter. What happens to help them get them out of the stutter is that you let them be calm. <laughs> you calm them down. You encourage them. You help them to slow down. And in that slowing down, they begin to grapple with their now. And it can help them love themselves more. Like Miss Amy G said, it helps them appreciate their voice. When they start having appreciation for their, vo- their voice, it helps them to stop stuttering along with a thousand other things you can do. So I use that same method in the ideas can start to make you stutter. And if your car is stuttering, you know something's wrong. I don't care if you're male or female. Whoever you are with a car and it's stuttering, you know something's off. Oil, carburetor, well, we don't use carburetors anymore, but the point is something's not right. Something's gone. An alternator, a a starter, something's off. So what happens in that process, you get to take immediate action. You're going to call someone. You're going to get a ride. You're going to do something if there's a stutter. So if you feel that stutter, a.k.a. that idea, making a stutter, What's your next step? What's your best step? You know what? Most of the time it's to slow down. And when you slow down, a.k.a. build confidence, you can get out of that um, ideation, what we call analysis paralysis, because now you just say, I want to slow down to go fast. I'm not going to speed my way to success. I'm not poor. I'm not wrong. I'm not sick. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm good. So when you start to slow down and love on yourself a little bit in that process, those stutters start to go bye-bye because you create a present moment to say, hey, idea, you might not be coming to fruition, but I took action and I'm happy with the action that I've taken. Pray, dear God, I meet somebody at the bus stop who can take it to the next level so i'm just saying that i love that topic of ideas kind of getting in your way write them out write the vision make it plain but it it needs a runner you're not gonna run all your damn vision oh sorry mom um my mom is in the room Uh, you're not gonna run all your visions 
you're not going to do it. You have to grapple with that. I'm a creator and I'm not going to be able to create all the stuff that I create in my head. I'm just not going to be able to do it. So sometimes just having that moment of clarity of settling down with the fact that you are a powerful creator, all those ideas are not going to be created by you. But if you could take action like 10K does consistently or like the whole business of a breakfast team has done consistently, you will see that your ideas are not even the thing, right? They're the thing to get you to the next thing. So I just wanted to put that out there for all of you who struggle with that. And you can send me a DM and I can give you some strategies as well. And one more thing. Who are the other two people I wait? Ruby. And Benny. Yeah, just somebody jump in. Let's, let's I'll, get I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Come on, man. I'll jump in. So I just sent you a, a back channel. And one of the tools that I use when it comes to dealing with saboteurs, because it's called, the word is actually called saboteur. Okay. And it, there, there are nine familiar ways that we self-sabotage. So Byron, look in your back channel um, and uh, you'll see the link. Uh, I'm giving you guys this link because this is a link that I use um, in doing my assessments. This is one of the biggest challenges for us that is blocking our success is the way that we deal with our saboteurs. The more you are aware of it, the higher you rate on this assessment, the more effective you'll become on having and knowing how to address it. I think one of the biggest challenges that we face when it comes to saboteurs, there's nine common ways. Now, there's many saboteurs that we deal with, but there are nine common ways that we do that. And so if you want to take this assessment, it is a free assessment. You, you just can't get this tool uh, if you don't know about saboteurs, um, but it's an easy way for you to kind of gauge where you're at. Because going back to what Dr. O was saying, going back to what I'm hearing here in the room as well, it's always it always goes back to how we think, how we're, how we're processing our goals, how we're moving forward, how we're how we're thinking again i love what 10k said because he's absolutely right i have i have a bunch of domain names one of the first things i do when i have an idea is i get the domain i get the handle i get the domain and my wife's like well why do you have that i'm like because i see this in five years i see this happening in five months i see this happening if i partner with this person this is what i believe could happen and i would say i'm about 50 percent right some of it's come to fruition some of it hasn't but I'll tell you, the number one thing, if we never get that, that started and get off the ground, it's going to be hard for us. So, Byron, you have that link. Uh, if you guys, if, 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 if you can't post it, that's fine. Go ahead and reach out to me on the back channel. DM me, and I will send you that link. You can take the saboteur assessment. And if you want to take it even beyond that, we could talk about that. But, but go ahead and do that because I think that's a great way, especially for those who are dealing with saboteurs and don't really understand how bad it's affecting them. This is a great way to check that out. Absolutely. Hi, this is Ruby. Um, I just wanted to kind of comment based off of what Dr. O was saying about um, your imagination and when you're in that creative mode. Um, so one thing I learned to kind of master it is doing like a brain dump. Sometimes your brain is clogged with all different things and your vision comes out different ways. Oftentimes I see this when people get on the phone with me for their web designs. They'll tell me their entire vision and then I have to slow them down so we can look at the steps. But I really just tell them the first thing is just write it all down. Everything that comes to mind that you, you think that you want to do. And then let's, you know, start filtering through kind of like you do a paper when we first learn to um, 
to write a paper where we had that main idea, we had the subtopics, we had the evidence, you know, to kind of back it up. And then we walked them back through there looking at the different details. It's not that people can't execute things, it's that they don't have it in the right priority at the same time. So typically what I do is before I start a project, if I know it has a lot of different pieces, I try to uh, put things in a priority type of format so I'm able to see what is most needed and what's not needed. About time I filter down, it's like I'm doing these small revisions either on your vision or whatever project that you're doing. It really does help um, because it's okay to be creative, but it's another thing to execute. And I think that's the biggest thing that people forget is how can this be either repurposed or how can this um, home in on something deeper? So I think the more time that we spend on dumping our brains before we start projects, we'll be better at executing. Tell me this though, Ruby, how do you, how do you prioritize what's most important? How are you doing so, that? so it depends on what I'm working on. So if I am, you know, a content creator, right? And I'm like, okay, I want to plan all this content. I have to develop maybe a theme. What do I want to focus on? What are some areas that, you know, I want to concentrate on? So I think the biggest thing is looking at what is going to make the most impact in what I'm doing. So that's how I, I prioritize and also what will take the longest to complete. I think um, knowing what that is, that doesn't mean it necessarily is the first thing you work on, but you are aware of how long it will take. A lot of people work on smaller tasks and then they can get to those bigger tasks because they know the bigger tasks are going to take up a lot more time, a lot more detail, a lot more concentration. So breaking it down into bite-sized chunks is where you're able to execute it better. Hey, I, I just want to jump in on that, Byron, real quick. Um so we we have a thing um or we have people come up with these great ideas right and they get so focused on these great ideas or goals or whatever you want to call it and in between that time even though it's a great idea it might not be the best thing before for us but our ego and our passion gets in the way of us making sure that we are doing the things to get to the best result for ourselves. Ooh. So uh, when my guy was talking about the assessment, the assessment is great, but you have to check your ego every day. Is this getting me where, where I want to do? And then the little thing that you might think is nothing is actually the thing that you really need to focus on to get where you want to go or do what you want to do. Our egos are definitely the number one thing that that, that that sabotages all. In order to be successful, you have to take a not a. I'm, I'm gonna give you a three week assessment of where you are because it takes 21 days to change any uh, anything that you want to do, right? So you should take a three week assessment. If you aren't progressing in that space and you're still stagnant in that space. It might be time to take another part of what you're doing and, and make that the priority and still keep that that one thing that you love. But it, not, it might not work the way you want to do. It might be backwards and you get to where you thought you want to get. But we have to check our egos and our passion. Passion can kill you. Ego can kill you. Accountability 
you always win. Wow. That's, that's powerful. It. I want to dive deeper on that. What is that ego? How does ego show up in our dreams? How does ego show up in our goals? How does ego show up in our mission? Right. Or when we're trying to develop the systems to even get to the goals. Can somebody help me out and help me understand what does that ego look like? How, how does it present itself? Hey, Byron. Some game oh, this on is this, down. Byron. this is Ice. Yeah, yeah. Jump in. Uh, I, I think it was Quentin and then Ice. What up, y'all? Good morning. Dude, honestly, man, like, uh, I think everybody... In, th- th- all right, bro. So in regards to casual and, and success, there has to be a little bit of ego involved. A lot of people would say that ego is the enemy. Now, there's something called toxic ego mentality, and then and there's one that's a little bit more beneficial to you. But truthfully, bro, like, if you're trying to operate at your highest levels, it's going to take a little bit of ego. You can't just go into a fight without ego. <laughs> Imagine if you went into a fight and then, like, literally you just automatically knew that there was a chance that you were going to lose. If you go into a fight with that mentality, you're probably not going to win. You know what I'm saying? And, and you look at all these fighters that enter the UFC ring or they enter the boxing ring. Like, failure is never in their mind. And they know that they're also their greatest opponent, you know. But I guess to add substance to this, because I I like what you had asked right now and also in regards to the topic of the room. And all the stuff that everybody's been saying has been hella practical. I'm sitting in a sauna right now. So if I breathe a little bit, that's mainly the reason why. (laughs) Um, I love all the practical stuff, the systems, and then the, the, the little by little, the micro commitments, and then the commitment. I know Keith Everett was talking about doing the 75 hard challenge. I've done it too. Uh, um, I've been phase one, phase two, phase three, all those things. I've been involved with that program for a while, and it's really helped me out with my mindset shift. But this is the thing. If you're trying to, and, and you can say that this is egotistical. It's, it's, it's up to you how you receive this message. But if you're trying to get to where it is that you want to go, there has to be some form of competing involved. And there's a mindset shift that's going to happen. And I think that people who are casual when it comes to their success, they kind of just do the bare minimal. And some people in here, they could be listening to me say this shit, and they're like, well, you know, I've already made a decent amount of money. I've already done X, Y, Z. But that's fine and all that. But are you competing? And that was one of the things that really changed the way that I do things. Is, is the idea to compete because that's when the real breakthrough is going to happen. When I was younger, man, I used to go to this. I, I, I was part of this organization, bro, and I would go to their seminars. It was, must have been about 12, 10, like 10 to 11 years ago. And I would sit in this fucking seminar and I'd listen to these people talk. And then one day, one of my favorite speakers came and he was just this dude that was from New York and he was a total fucking badass. And he was in a position that I aspired to be at. You know, and so I walked up to him after the seminar was over and I asked the guy and, you know, I told him, you know, like, uh, what do I got to do to be successful like you? And I was just a kid, you know, I'm 20 years old trying to figure this stuff out. At the, at the time, I was just selling pot and that's really all I had going on for me. And I had this company that I was working with and the guy looked at me and then he looked up and down and he was just like, first off, you got to shave your beard and then you got to get rid of those holes in your ears because no one's going to take you seriously. You're going to walk up to a guy like me at my income level. You have to make sure that you're, that you're dressed in a certain way. And I remember when he told me that, how fucking like I went back home, bro. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like with the razor in my hand, wanting to shave my shit off. 
and I was going to rip my ears out. Like literally I was like, I felt so disrespected. And at the same time, I was actually questioning my own core values because of what some other individual that I looked up to told me, you know? And I remember I looked at the razor, looked at my face, looked at myself, looked at the razor, and I had tears in my eyes while I was looking at this because I really liked my beard and I didn't feel like I had to change things about me because why would God create me in this in his image and then tell this fucking dude telling me if I want to become a gazillionaire one day that I have to look like this. And so it was in that moment that I flushed that razor and I walked away from that and this chip on my shoulder mentality was born towards where I wanted to prove to this dude that I could become something without that. And if you ever see me speak on stages, I wear a fucking tank top. I wear a wife beater. I'm showing my muscles. I'm showing my fucking tattoos. I, I literally look casual as fuck. But at the same time, I'm showing up because I'm ready to compete and I want to be the best speaker on that stage. But it was something that lit a fire inside of me because, you see, you can all want to be successful. Everybody in this fucking room can say that they really want it. If you really want to be successful, drop them one in the comments. I get it because I know where you're at and I've been there, right? But there has to become a part of your mindset when you decide to shift and you decide to compete because your true power comes in response to a need, not a desire. You can want to become powerful or you can need to become powerful. It took a fucking doctor telling me that I was going to basically die of a heart attack by the time I was 35 for me to get it in my head that I had a drinking problem and I was 378 pounds. And so I had to become healthy. It wasn't just a fucking thing that I decided to do. And so you have to get real personal and real technical with your goals because the game is going to change when you're not just doing these micro things and all the systematic shit that everybody's talking about. I get it. That's all part of the game. But unless you have that mindset shift, it's all just going to be concepts in your head and everything that everyone has said on this stage is just going to fly through one ear and out the other. So your success has to come in response to a need, not a desire. And I'll land the plane. Oh, wait, oh, wait, ice, ice. What you think about that? You want to add to that? You want to build on that? Let's, let's, let's keep this party going. Listen, I want to build on that. And going back uh, just a couple of comments um, about the ego and it getting in the way. Um, ego needs to be managed. Managed ego is okay. So here's a, here's a, an example when it comes to timing. So when you get these ideas, it is not always the right time to implement the ideas. And you guys start out every morning with prayer. Why? So that we can come up with our own ideas and move forward on our own. Or do we really trust that process of stand still and see the salvation of the Lord? Do we really stand still? So here's, my, here's what I'm talking about. Uh, 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 in May, May, I think it was May 22nd, I was handed a gift. When we had E.T., um, the hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas, come uh, and, and speak at the, the Pill Method event. And when he spoke at the Pill Method event, one of the last things he did was tell the uh, entire audience that he paid off his mortgage in four years using the Pill Method, <laughs> okay, and, um, and his wife was at ease. His, his wife was stress-free because of that. And I had hired people to 
um, uh, um, video the entire event. So we caught it. So I asked E.T., could I use that? He said, yeah, I, I could use it. That was, that was May 22nd. So, but the ideas were not coming as to how to use it. My ego was saying, get it out there, get it out there, get it out there. It's hot. It's hot right now. Get it out there. But the ideas on how to get it out there were not coming. Do you know that commercial did not go live until yesterday till after the ideas started to come? I had to set ego down and say, listen, get, you know, you're important, but don't get ahead of the timing. Wait, I say, on the Lord. That's what I'm talking about today. I can dig can it. I add one last thing? Yeah, let's, jump in. let's jump in. Um, I just wanted to say, I think the biggest thing that ego can hurt is knowing when to delegate things to your team members. I think oftentimes we love our babies. We love our vision. We love what we're building that sometimes we hold on for too long. We need help. I think a lot of people don't understand that, you know, running your business is like running like a football team. You have to know what players to implement, when to implement it, like Ice was saying. And then also when it's time for you to step back. I think sometimes our egos will keep us in a game where we want to be and have our hands in everything, kind of micromanage everything. I think a great leader starts with being able to empower others around you to be the best version of themselves. I think when we do that, we give ourselves a chance to take a break and get to that homeostasis that you were talking about. We have that balance and we can regroup and then we have other people that are moving on our behalf. And I think that's the biggest thing that our ego can get in the way of. And it, 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 it stops your growth and it stops you basically building a community around your brand. There's a lot of businesses that have, uh, you know, more of a boss mentality versus a leader mentality and where everyone's working as a team. So I think your ego has to be checked at the door, even at the top, even at the executive level the most, because at the end of the day, if you haven't checked your ego, then everyone around you is basically following your lead. So then how would they know that, you know, you're, they're part of your team? So I think that's the biggest thing that you can do is know when to call those plays and when to execute and when to delegate. Absolutely. This is makeup. Can I have it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Makeup. Yeah. I, I just wanted to put, add this little piece in there. You know, homeostasis, one thing about it, right, is it doesn't know necessarily what's good or what's bad for you in terms of your goals, right? It's just trying to keep you in check. That's why it's so important to always be around, you know, great minds, great, you know, great thinkers, people who stretch you, push you. Um, because you know, you got to reset what that, what that sense of homeostasis is, uh, when it comes to them goals, but yeah, jump in makeup for sure. Thank you. Good morning. I love this space so much. Um, so I just wanted to say that, but I just wanted to say that ego can be very dangerous if it's not checked at the door, like y'all have been saying. And I really want to piggyback, um, off of what Ruby just said. So real leaders know when it's time to follow. And I think that a lot of people, because of their ego, don't do that all of the time. And so I really just wanted to highlight that. Um, and I also wanted to highlight when it pertains to social media, a lot of people are worried about the optics, the aesthetic aspect of it, which is important today, but it's not everything. 
Um, like I don't count my likes. I count the invoices. I count the mm-hmm. amount of inquiries that I get. Um, and so I just wanted to put that out there because majoring and minor things will have you stagnant mm-hmm. and it will not have you moving forward in the direction that you want to go. Not the likes, it's the invoices for makeup. I'm just, I hope y'all heard that. You know what I'm saying? Listen, it ain't the likes, it's the invoices. What you think about that, oh, when you when you think about are you too casual for success, right? What does that mean to O? Oh, and I definitely I gotta get I, I definitely gotta get my guy Los in. I gotta get my guy Luis. He just joined the stage as well. I gotta get they they take on this because this is, you know, this is the title of the room. But I want to understand, like, what do you think about when when I say, are you too casual for success? And have you ever been too casual for success? Let's talk about it. I mean, I think about it as a few different things, right? Cause, uh, so let's just, you know, go from the beginning. When you when you start in a business, uh, you got, you're about to do something new. Are you too cool to, to, to go to, to the events to, to learn about it? Are you too cool to introduce yourself to people and let them know what you got going on? Are you embarrassed about it? I think oh. two people, some people be too, you know, scared or too try to play the back to let people know what they got going on. But how you how you um, trying to grow if you're not trying to tell people what you got going on, right? Um, people are scared to advertise what they have going on, on social media because the posts only maybe get you know two likes. Are you too cool to do that shit? You know, I look at things like that um, because people care about likes and people care about how people feel about them. And I think a lot of people um, are insecure about it or they want to play too cool. But you got to do that if you're trying to grow in business. Uh, you know, you may get two likes in January, but, you know, December may hit, you may get 1,500 likes. So it's about consistency and not really caring about what other people got to see. And um, I definitely think, yeah, I've been too cool at some, at, at some points, you know, because I've been the same way. Like, I don't feel like posting it because, I mean, I get the likes that I want. People may not react Right, react the way that I feel they go react. So, of course, I've been too cool for it. And um, another thing about people scared to separate themselves. I think somebody said it earlier from the people that they, they grew up with, all the people that've been around their life so long because they just don't want that attention. You know, they're too cool to let the people go. But the people that's around you, maybe, maybe the reason you're not where you want to be. So, it's a lot of different reasons. Uh, People are too casual for success. They might not want to do something that makes them uncomfortable to reach that next level. So that's how I feel about it. There's definitely some more things too, but I don't want to go too long. Oh, that was deep. That was good. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. It, it was, was real. real. It was real, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but I, definitely got more things. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just a lot of different things. People don't. They're scared to do because they're scared of what uh, other people are gonna say about it. My guy Nelly Nell in the building. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my guy. You know what I mean? But but here's the deal. So what what do you think about that, Lowe's or Luis? You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to get your, your your takes on this because I know Luis um, is is a very passionate guy who pushes forward. You know what I'm saying? What, what What's y'all thoughts on this particular topic? Have you ever been too casual for success? And what does that mean for you? Let's talk about it. I'm trying to hit Lowe's and then I'll tap in. Okay. Is Lowe's with us? Absolutely. I was trying to let Luis go. Uh, <laughs> so, casual, you know, when I when I first started, you know, real estate, it, it was too casual for, for me. Uh, when I, you know, I, I know, y'all probably heard me say I started when I was 17 years old. 
So when I was 17 years old, you know, I, I was definitely too casual. You know, I, I, I was trying to, you know, get some deals and, and, and ultimately it discouraged the hell out of me. Um, and I ended up getting a deal when I was 18. I definitely had to go back to the drawing board and change the way I dress. Um, you know, they was already, you know, looking at me funny, 17 years old, early 18 years old, you know, talking about coming to buy their house with this creative strategy and all of this stuff. So it was, I was already, you know, behind the eight ball. So once I, once I did, you know, switch it up, um, I, I, I did get to, you know, they, they did bite. I did get my first deal. Um, and, and, but now, but now I got some confidence and, and now I, I know what to do. And, and, and now, you know, these questions from the sellers and things like that don't trip me up. Now, how I interact with different real estate agents and stuff, you know, I ain't nervous no more. So then I was able to go back to my original comfort zone to where I really dress, and which what, what y'all see to me now. You know, I done pulled up on, on stages. Y'all see me. I, I got my G-Fine hoodie on because that's what Lowe's do every day. You know, I, I talk how I talk because that's the way I talk. You know, but when, when it's time for me to go handle business with other people who may not know me or... or in the other situations, yeah, I can go turn it up and I can, you know, don't sound the way that I sound now. But when I'm at my best, I'm at my most comfortable state. And my most comfortable state is, is the, way, the way I am with, with, with no persona, no, no none of that. When I'm, and that, that's my confidence. That's, that's how, how I operate. You know, when, when, when y'all was talking about ego, I think that, you know, e ego is great. But, but for me... E e ego is personal, you know. I, I don't I don't show a, a forward ego to, to none of y'all, to, to nobody. But when when I'm at home, when I'm at, when I'm in my self analysis, you know what I'm saying. That's that's when I get egotistical. That's when I'm feeling myself. That's what help breathe the confidence and I come out tomorrow and, and, and go hard again. Because you know at, at night, you know I, I I drowned in my own successes in my in my own feelings of of me feeling the way I feel about myself. And then you know I, I may reflect. On, on, on some shit that somebody had told me or, or someone I, maybe got some acknowledgement from, from someone else because all that, all that helped build the confidence. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, for, for me, you know, e ego should, should be personal. When, 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 you, when you get ego in it, hey, hey, bring that garbage can to the front, shorty. Um, when, 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 you, when you got ego. Uh-oh. Act like you some like, like yesterday. If y'all was in the in the, in the in the room, oh shit! You alright? Yeah. Man, it's, it's Lord's, music Lord's just popped in my ear. Lord's ego is saying he's trying to ride on him, so Lord's ego's getting involved. <laughs> Man, I can't hear nothing y'all saying either. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Uh, we'll come back to Lowe's. We'll come back to Lowe's. But he was, he was, he, I think he was wrapping up a powerful point. But Luis, man, what do you think about this, man? <laughs> Can y'all hear me okay? I hear you perfectly, man. All right, cool. So I'm going to start what I got to say with this quote. If you think the price of winning is too high, wait until you get the bill from regret. Ooh. Listen, um, the truth is success is an active sport. You can't be winning on the sideline in order to be successful. Um, when I first got into real estate, I didn't have any scripts, right? I was paying for leads, $2,500 a month for leads, hoping and praying and wishing that somebody would pick up the line, give me a call, uh, be looking for an ad, get caught up in the pipeline. I had no retention. 
I had I, I, I had no funnel. Um, I wasn't doing any drip campaigns. I wasn't door knocking. I was waiting. And I'll tell you, my first five years in the business, I ain't make no goddamn money. And I fear, and I realized real quick that clients ain't loyal, right? And especially if you're not giving them, you're not giving them nothing to be loyal to. Point blank, period. If you want to be successful in whatever you want to be successful in, you got to do the work. Not just the work during the work, the work before the work and the work after the work. I'll tell you, I don't clock out, right? And I'm so passionate about what I do. My wife is now doing my business. She's passionate. She says she'll never go back to, to, to teaching, even though she was a tenured teacher. Why? Because I love my scripts, yo. I, we have not lost one listing appointment the entire year. If we walk in, I know we walk in out with the contract. That's a guaranteed fact. Why? Because I memorized a nine page script word for word. I put it on record. I listen to it. I watch myself doing it in a mirror. I, I record myself uh, uh, physically doing the listing presentation. I know my tonality. I know when to slow down my words. I know when to pick it up. I know when to look clients directly in the eye. I know when to look away from them. Bro, the truth is, if you want to be successful, like Eric Thomas says, you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. I tell you, yo, I'm so contagious as passionate about I am about real estate and about creating generational wealth. I put out a post maybe four years ago and I said, yo, you know what? Do not call me if you want to be a renter. I will no longer teach you how to be poor. If you want to call me, understand I'm going to teach you the language of generational wealth. Don't call me to be a slave anymore. Point blank, period. And that's a bold statement of somebody who built their industry of just doing rentals. And I said, yo, I don't want this no more. I didn't get into real estate to just be doing rentals. I got into this to teach people the way out. And that's why you see me go to battle with Grant Cardone so much. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> and, and, and I don't care who it is that's standing on the other side of the table, bro. I tell you, I know the direction that I'm going in and can't nobody, can't nothing, can't a bad circumstance, can't shit take me off my path because I know where I'm going. So, yeah, bro. You know what's so powerful? You hear that, ego? You hear that, ego right there, was powerful. It was powerful. I love that. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, think, I think that was supreme confidence. Absolutely. I don't think that's, it was ego. That's idea. I don't, I don't think it was ego. Yeah, that was ego. I heard a decision. I heard a decision. That was the ego. That was confidence. Hey, guys, let's, let's be clear. Let's be clear. The ego is good. The ego is good. Just understand it. End the story. You know, one thing, one, one powerful thing I heard about what Luis just said right there, and it was extremely powerful, is that Luis, Luis, it wasn't casual, and, and it was a decision that was made. Listen, it's power in saying no to a lot of things that don't necessarily align with where you headed. It don't have to be where everybody else is headed. It don't have to be where, every, where where everything is popular. It don't have to be where everybody else is comfortable. Fuck what everybody else got going on. What are you saying yes to? And what are you? And, and, and even more importantly, what are you saying no to? Hey, Byron, hey, hey, I love this conversation. Can we get a female voice in here for a moment? Oh, let's um, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, it's Victoria. Victoria, are you too casual for success? Story time. There's two yous at this moment in time, but only one of you can move forward. There's the one that doesn't say yes, who continues to struggle, looks back each year, year after year, week after week, and wishes you would have done something different. Made some changes? That one kicks you in the ass for getting into this situation in the first place. The one who's probably in the worse shape than the day 
you had a thought to do something different. Then there's a you who does say yes to this moment, to this opportunity. That's the you who suddenly finds that you're healthy and happy, that you have more energy than ever before, that you feel good about yourself and your self-esteem is strong. And you know what? That ego ain't always a bad thing. I have to agree with Ted K. The you that says, yes, I am going to take that risk. I'm going to step into my power. I'm going to take those vacations and do what I want to do because I am abundant. Now, y'all, every day you have a decision to make. Are you going to part ways with one of these yous in the moment? Ask yourself this question. What does the future you need to say to the past you in order for you to say yes This is the right decision for you right now to live abundantly and have all your dreams come true. Back to you, Byron. Hey, yo, Byron. Yes. Let me, I want to build on that and then we can reset. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, are you too casual for success? And being too casual can in many cases make you a casualty. Ooh. It can cause you, let me put it like this. People don't, disrespect you until they get to know you and when they know you on a level that they shouldn't sometimes you can show people um um, a depth of you that cannot be appreciated while you're trying to be cool while you're trying to be um show them you know you keep it 100 and so uh, i just want to you know plug that there you can become a casualty by being too casual with people because you could lose everything that you could have built on by destroying the concrete that makes the brick stick. Period. I'm done with that. You ready for the reset? Let's do it. I'd like to say something if you don't mind. Can we <laughs> reset second. first? We got to reset. Who is we that? Re- say, who, who wanted to say something though? This is Tamara. Tamara, we coming I'm in, back. I'm at the bottom. We coming and then Chauncey at the. And then Chauncey. Yes, indeed. Let's do it. Let's hey, yo, Byron, drop that beat for me. All right, all right, all right. We got 104 shares in the room. I want to start right there. I need you to share the room. Everyone has something to say on this morning because we're talking about it, are, are you too casual for success? Does that fit you or does it not? Is it your ego or is it your pride? We're going to talk more about it in that second, in this second hour. I cannot wait. This is the last hour, actually. It's 10 minutes after 8. You will end up building with business over breakfast. The No Stinger Energy Podcast. I need everybody in the room that will. If you have not joined this particular mansion, I need you to press on that green mansion at the top of your screen so that you can be kept the breast and in the know of all things business over breakfast and while you're at it those 111 shares that 114 now it won't be enough i need you to press on the square with the arrow pointing up so that you can share this in the clubhouse hallways share it please on all of your socials and please also text it out also all of these bombs that are being shared on the stage we got 27 clippings with the scissors make sure if you hear something that resonates with your spirit with your spirit don't be too casual not to share it 
Come on with your bougie self. Make sure you share it. We want we want to see it. We want to see it. We want to see it. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. It's Wednesday. It's the first Wednesday of the month. We are in August. It will be Bible study at 7 p.m. only on ourwealthcommunity.com. I want to see y'all in the building. It's going down. We're going to get some praise. We're going to get some worship. And we're definitely going to get some prayer. And then we're going to go and dive deep into God's word. So I don't want you to miss it. Let me step aside and introduce again my sister from another mister doctor ashley b wilkerson and she comes with the last portion of today's news and greets us as only she can when she says something that sounds like this hey y'all hey y'all what's goody <laughs> oh i wasn't sure if you all would be able to hear me <laughs> oh we hear you I am traveling right now, and I said, whew, that was a fire introduction. I hate to not be able to uh, slam dunk this lady. You caught the alley-oop. Caught you caught alley-oop. it. Woo! You caught it. You won't caught. he do it? He'll do won't it. he will? Won't he will? <laughs> hey, y'all. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. We are wrapping up another successful session in the Business Over Breakfast Club. Are you too casual for success? That's the question today. All right, and we're gonna get back into it. But before we do, if you haven't already, hit the house at the very top of the screen. Make sure you are a member of the club. Wanna say appreciate you to the people who've already shared the room and who've already clipped a line. We appreciate you. Uh, supporting and really taking a moment to share this message with others within your networks and spheres of influence. So thanks so much for doing that. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit the arrow, share it right here on Clubhouse and then share it on Twitter and Facebook and let other people know outside of the Clubhouse community that this club is here and they should tap all the way in. Don't forget to check out the No Stingy Energy podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate that too. Monetize your message five days challenge. You can click the link at the top of the screen and learn more about that opportunity. Tap all the way in and connect with Benny in this incredible offer. Make sure you uh, register for your seat to participate in this five-day experience. Everyone has a message. And now tap into it and you can monetize it as well. All right? So we're going to get back into the conversation. Ladies, if you are all the way committed to getting to your phenomenal next level, the link is in the chat so you can join us in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm on the way to Atlanta right now. September 23rd through the 25th. Would love to see you in the building. Make sure you pull up to the Phenomenal Women Leading community as well. We are wrapping this room in just a little bit. So we want to tap back into the conversation. We had a few people who wanted to share. Are you too casual for success? Let's tap back into it. Back to you, Byron. Yes, indeed. Tamara, what's going on, Tamara? Let's talk about it. Hey, what's up? Um, so a lot of things that you said, Byron, really stuck to me. Um, first of all, shout out to you, Ashley, for being in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta as well. 
Um, I actually just did a video on my Instagram that has a lot to do with what you're talking about. That's why I'm like, okay, I need to, I got to say something. So I need to see you in the building. That's first and foremost. Let's be clear. Okay, wait, what building? I have no idea. I just know you're coming to Wait, wait, wait. Which building are we going to? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what building? Which building are we going to? We need to see you (laughs) at the Phenomenal (laughs) Women Leading Conference. It's taking place in Atlanta, Georgia, September 23rd through the 25th. And you're already in the city, so we need to see you in the building. I'm going back okay, cool. Just you yeah, back I got you. Of course, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to say, for me personally, like I hopped into real estate. I was in the I was in the realtor space, and um, I found that I don't. I wasn't in there for a while, but I found that I don't really. I'm not really resonating that much with it. I'll still be a realtor, but. I found that the wholesaling space is more so what I like to do and I'm more of like an investor type. So basically what I wanted to say was don't let anybody make you feel any type of way from hopping from one place to the next to the next, because at the end of the day, everything that you've learned from in your past career or your past job is teaching you what you need to know right now. So, um, even with my passion and stuff, I like speaking as you see on my page, go ahead, hop on my page, follow me, whatever. But, um, I like public speaking and I feel like, um, the reason why I haven't really hopped so heavy into that is because I had the mindset of, Oh, I need to make money. I need to make money. I need to make money. That's why I hopped into the real estate industry. If you want to be honest. Um, and I know I could be successful in the real estate industry, but I feel like once you're doing what you really, really love and once you're passionate about it, once it's helping other people, you're going to make money regardless. So I just wanted to throw that message out there. Keep going through stuff. Knock that sandcastle down. Build a new one and just keep going. Let stuff go if it's not flowing for you. This process is about finding ourselves and really getting to know ourselves. So I just encourage everybody to whatever is deep in your heart that you really want to do, you really need to do, work towards that. Of course, we need to make money, make money too on the side. But I feel like you should still work on your passion and do what's best for you. So thank you very much for letting me speak, Byron. I appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chauncey, what's going on? What up, man? Um, It it was a lot said earlier, so I kind of want to put it in a little bowl because I saw I, I I just dealt with this. So I started working in uh in Interscope in nineteen ninety, right? And you know, tall dude, six six from Chicago, in shape, used to play basketball and all this good stuff. I was doing street promotions, I went overseas and played ball a little bit and came back. And then just started doing it full time, but I was doing real estate on the side. And because I you know, I, I grew up in trying to be the guy that you had to have a job. You know, my mom and dad was like, hey, get a city job, get a job and get a gold watch and everything good. But, you know, I realized I never was that guy. Fast forward, I moved to L.A. And uh, I walk in, I get my 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 job uh, like 92, no, 93. And it's a, my official job because I was doing street promotions before that. But I walk in Interscope and I have a suit on and and everybody's, nobody's in the conference room. I'm trying to be 15 minutes ahead of everybody. So all these people come in the conference room. They got on jeans and T-shirts. But when I first walked in the conference room, there was one guy sitting at the end of the table. He had a hat on with glasses, and he was on a BlackBerry. Shout out to everybody who know what a BlackBerry is. Uh, 
and he had his feet on the table, and I'm looking at him. So he's sitting at the end. I sit at the other end. People start coming in. They start moving me, moving me, moving me. Eventually, the whole team company comes in in this meeting, and the guy at the end of the table take his feet off the table. He put his uh, BlackBerry on the table, and he's like, who's the corny dude with the suit on? Tell him we don't get down like that. That dude was Jimmy Iovine. I always remember that day for the rest of my life. It was the funniest day. It was hilarious because I wasn't a suit and tie guy. When I worked, in, when I, the guys I was with were black men, uh, old school black men. They was my mentors. They told me, you get on the plane, wear a suit. They told me everything that you do, wear a suit. But I've never been that guy. And that day, I want to say a couple months later, I stopped wearing suits unless I had to. I stopped doing a lot of things because you can't accept me for who I am, then I don't want to do business with you, right? And that wasn't an ego thing. That was a comfort thing for me. And moving forward 25, 30 years later, I've been successful. I lost money. I was homeless at one point. I came back. But I've always been the same person. So the reason I'm telling y'all this story that I was a, I'm a casual guy. You see me walking in the room. I just went to Grand Event the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago. I had on shorts and a T-shirt. And everybody's like, what are you doing? And, but I, when I walked in that room, people that need to know me knew the hell I was. I'm always been that person because I'm comfortable in who I am. And if you don't see through that, my man was talking about, you know, uh, him wearing tank tops. And the other gentleman was talking about, you know, you can't get a listening. And some businesses you have to. But I'm a, I, I, I'm me regardless. I walk, you know, I've been in, in buildings with BlackRock. I've been in buildings with, 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 with the store owners. But I'm always going to be me. I had to be comfortable with me in order to be successful. And until then, I didn't know what that was. And it took a lot of work, a lot of belief, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of crying nights. We don't talk about that because in order to be comfortable, you have to go through the struggle and question who you are. So, you know, are you a casual for success? I was telling a story of just who, who I am really, and I was trying to hide that until I t- took that, you know, get, got that barrier away. It changed my life. So I just want to tell y'all that story. Can I jump in on that? Can I add to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that you said that, Chauncey, because I feel like I am casual too. Like, you go onto my Instagram page and my bio here says I'm a web developer, blah, blah, blah. But then somebody, somebody told me a few weeks ago, you know, I was appalled by what I saw on your Instagram feed because it has nothing to do with what your business is. And I'm like... Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't care. Like I want to be me. I want to, what I'm not is somebody that posts about websites and stuff like that. Maybe on my store, but on my feed, that's not who I am. That's not what I want to do. My work speaks for itself. Just click the link in my bio. You don't have to see the feed. Just click the link in my bio or go to the link on my, uh, bio here on clubhouse. Um, I love who I am. I'm comfortable in my, you know, in my skin and my body, and I'm not gonna change, uh, uh, what I do or what I post for to to please people, you know, because people who genuinely know me and like my work will recommend me to others, and that's all it takes. I mean, I don't have to have this whole 
IG about websites and all this and that. I don't, I, I am my own brand. Uh, you just have to look at my work and see that I'm good at what I do. And, um, Chauncey, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like sometimes when I have to go to an event, I'm like, I don't want to dress up in a suit. I'm going to have my titties out, you know, my ass poking out. I don't care. That's who I am. That's what I want to be. I mean, I don't care if I'm judged because I love who I am. And that's all I got to say. Thank you. You know. Can I add to that? E- e- p- please do. Please do. Okay. So I, I love this conversation. Um, I want to say that a lot of people have lost, have destroyed themselves trying to be something that they are not, right? Because of all the societal rules and protocols. If being casual is who you are authentically, then I would say build, build it and stay in that, okay? Because we could lose our natural gifts trying to fit into a, an image, like a, a persona of what we are not. And once we do that, and when we do that, that often leads to chaos. That leads to destruction. Now, I'm not saying that you, d- you shouldn't follow some rules, some protocols, because we do have to exist, coexist with other people. We live in a society. It's not all about the individual. I get that. But it shouldn't make you compromise yourself. And you shouldn't lose yourself in that. Uh, personal story, I'm naturally funny, silly. And I remember a lot of people wouldn't take me seriously because I will come, I will laugh, I will do my little dance. And, but that's when I was the most creative. That's when I was at my happiest, right? But the moment I switched it up, I started inviting depression, self-doubt, and other bullshit. So, and another thing I have to say that people have, you know, are changing the the perception of success now. This is not, you know, uh, 1800 or whatever. We're in 2022. We have seen so many uh, diverse kind of like images of what success can look like. It's not always about the people who's very serious. And now you see the serious people tapping into storytelling, trying to be more relatable, more personable. Uh, you know, just be where you are and, and, and stay with that. And then if this is your power, then own that. So that's, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Can I add one small thing, Byron? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, I think the most important thing a person can do on their journey to self-mastery is master that interpersonal talk. I think oftentimes we doubt ourselves before anyone else can ever doubt you. So you have to get up every day and say that you're the greatest. You got to know that about yourself. It's that, that inner confidence that you have, that way that you speak to yourself is what trickles out out of your mouth out of your actions and how you even treat other individuals so take that time to look at your interpersonal talk and and make sure you're moving urgently towards you know those goals on the inside it's one thing to manifest them on the outside but honestly it starts in your spirit it starts in your soul you have to wake up with joy you have to wake up excited because this this journey is going to be rough it's not easy it's not always going to be fun but you have to know that it's worth it and you have to say that you're worth it and i land i want to give 10 uh mastery secrets and, and tips um, real quick, um, who, who's that? The, the one to jump? In? I know it's a couple people that want to jump in, but I got to get this. It was off. Beth, but it was Beth. But go ahead, and I'll go, go when I can. Most definitely, Beth. I'm coming to you, uh, and I got to get Benny in here as well. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, so ten steps 
to self-mastery because ultimately when we're talking about this particular topic, right, we're talking about, um, you know, are you too casual for success? Right? We're talking about that. Um, the ultimate win for this is self-mastery. So number one, I'm going to give you 10, 10 uh, uh, tips. Number one is accept your resistance, okay? Meaning, Accept the fact that you're going to have resistance to positive change. This is natural, okay? Um, because the body, again, always seeks to maintain homeostasis, right? So you're going to have a natural resistance to positive change because the body don't know if it's positive yet, right? The body's still trying to figure this out, right? So again, you always want to focus on micro wins up over the big you know, the big goal, right? You want to focus on the steps. You want to fall in love with the steps, the process to get there over just focusing on the big goal. Because if you just focus on the big goal and you have not fell in love with the process to achieve the big goal, it's a high likelihood that you'll never even see the big goal. Okay. So that's number one, accept that you are going to meet resistance. Number two, you want to create a compelling vision. Okay. You want a clear vision, right? Cause a clear vision will serve you in whatever areas you're looking to grow and improve in. Okay. And then number three, you want to commit to long-term practice. Again, it's the consistent practice over time that creates the Michael Jordans, the Jeff Bezos, the, 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 uh, the Elon Musk. It's the consistent efforts, right? It's not some big whammy, right? We see the big whammies on, on Instagram and we get excited because they just closed a million dollar deal, but we don't see all of the things that led up to that $1 million deal. Okay. So it's the consistent long-term practice. Again, fall in love with the process. This is critical. Okay. Number four, you want to expect backsliding, right? This is this is going to happen. Again, that's the reason why it's so critical to get back to the process. You're gonna fall off. Accept that, right? You're gonna fall off, but you want to always be looking for ways to put systems in place that can continue you on your mission, right? Even with BOB, right? You'll see some of us, you know, some of the founding members will be here sometimes. Some of them won't be here because we've developed systems in order to keep this thing pumping out content consistently every day that we say that we're going to commit to it. Right. It's always going to be somebody here. You can depend on it. Okay. Number five, live by the principle of moderation. Okay. Meaning you can't tackle everything, right? Just be realistic with yourself. That's why honesty is so important when you're on your self mastery journey. You have to be honest with what you put on your plate. Okay. And we often demonstrate a lot of enthusiasm and excitement, right? In the beginning of our path. But at the same time, that, that, you know, that, that enthusiasm is going to fade. So you want to make sure that you're practicing something you can really maintain over a long period of time. And then the next thing you want to do is lighten up on yourself, right? Don't beat yourself up. A lot of times we will beat ourselves up when we fall off. We'll beat ourselves up if we did not hit that mark. We did not hit that goal. Listen, man, it's a, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a sprint. So you're going to have times where you're going to fall off. That's cool. 
but you just stay in the fight. That's how we continue to win. And you want to continue to set many goals, right? Because it's the many goals, again, that are going to get you to the ultimate goal. So you want to set many goals and you want to you want to have a, you want to cultivate physical energy, meaning you want to stay healthy as possible. Right. And then number nine, you want to be honest with yourself. Right. And with others, because, again, the first person we lie to is ourselves when we say that we're going to not do this, not eat that cookie. And we still eat that cookie when we say we're going to get up on time, but then we show up late. Okay, you're not lying to the people that that you're showing up late for. You're lying to yourself. And once you start breaking those commitments to yourself, right, you're going to lose confidence over time. It's critical that we're extremely honest and self-aware with ourselves. Okay, and then finally, number 10, you want to establish powerful, empowering rituals, whether that be self-talk. Um, whether that be um, um, consistent things that you do, right, that, that affirm who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. OK, these are the things that you want to make sure that you're focusing on on this self mastery journey. Right. And that's how you get avoid being in a situation where you're too casual for success. I just want to put that out there. But uh, somebody else wanted to jump in and then I got to get to Benny. Byron, it was Beth. I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for those. I, I wrote as fast as I could. Those are really good. And I think when it comes to casual, it's your your intention and your mindset that can be too casual, but not necessarily the other things maybe that we often think of. And I remember when I had my mortgage company in the very early days, my daughter was little. I found myself newly separated, then divorced. And I used to bring her to work with me. And I remember people saying to me, even in my own family, like, you're going to bring her to work with you? You know, what are people going to think? And I said, they're going to think that I'm a fully present mom and that that's my first responsibility and that I will care for them. Like I'll care for my own child because it's that important to me. And if someone doesn't want to do business with me because I bring my daughter to work, then they're not a person I want to do business with. And if they see that my work is lacking, that's that's a different story. But I hope what they see is commitment and dedication and me up at 4.15 underwriting their file so I can be fully present for them and a fully present mom. And so I love what Chauncey said because people do what they detect is people living out of integrity and living out of alignment with their core values. That's that kind of BS meter that we see and feel sometimes and we don't know what it is. And it's when people are living out of alignment and not really true to who they are. And it wouldn't have been true to me to leave my daughter anywhere and not be a fully present mom. So I think the intention, the, the casual piece is only your your intention and your mindset. It has nothing to do with the, the how you dress or the rest of it. it it's just the, your thoughts. So I'll land with it. that. Love it. Man, listen, this has been a powerful, powerful conversation. Man, it's, it, it really, really has. Um, you know, when we're talking about self-mastery, right? When we're talking about are you too casual for success? Shout out to Kim Cuts in the building. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Um, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? I think it was a different topic, but it sounded like it was needed. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? What you feel about it, old? Oh man, it's a great conversation, man. Great conversation. So you know, some things were said that needed to be heard. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, hopefully it resonated with a few people, man. That's that's what all really matters, you know. So we just need to stop being cool for everybody else and do what the fuck you gotta do. Cause I was, I was me, I was talking to Byron yesterday. All the cool people I knew in high school, they all broke as motherfuckers. Cool don't pay no bills. Man. <laughs> fuck being cool, man. 
Real talk. Hey, broke. Still talking about the glory days. Yeah, man. High school over, man. What you doing now? <laughs> Come on. I know everybody knows somebody like that. Men. Damn, men, homie. Men especially. Man, homie. Yeah, men like to talk about, man, high school. I did this high school. Man, high school over, man. I'm 35, man. Bills and problems. Look. Yeah. How about them bills, man? You knocking out them bills, man. You talking about the women you knocked out? You knocking out them bills or what? <laughs> they still being casual. Y'all know when Uncle O comes off the casual. mic, you yeah, already man. know what it is. He finna put yeah, that real out there. I'm just keeping it real. Uncle O comes off the mic. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, man. That's all. I know everybody got some homies talking about the high school day. Oh, uh, facts. That's easy. Who brought out 50 Cent just now, though? Homie? <laughs> and how you hope you were the man, homie? Hey, 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 that's a lot of people's problem. They, they won't let go of that high school shit. They, they still They're celebrating high school wins. Like, they, you ain't celebrating no new wins. You still stuck on high school wins. That's you ain't, all you the ain't. they got in life is high school. They ain't got no real life wins. That's all they got in life. That's a long John time Maxwell after win, said, huh? If you're still talking about success you achieved five years ago, you're not growing. You're not growing. You're not, You're not growing. growing. How about last year? How about last month? How last quarter? How about yesterday? Ooh. How about yesterday? I'm just saying. Yesterday don't count. Hey, O'Neal, that's so harsh. Yesterday. Yeah, man. I'm they just, just saying. Started. They can't talk about yesterday. No, I'm kidding. Man, we don't <laughs> when I hit them high school, yesterday don't count. I just know they ain't got shit going on. Because why you fuck you talking about high school? <laughs> Come on, talk. Listen, you man. About, I know. You about a hundred pounds bigger than you were. What are you uh, talking about? <laughs> come on, old. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> hey, I'm about to say he's stepping on toes this morning, man. Listen, man. Get your shit together. You man. know. <laughs> Listen, man. I just want to give a special shout out to my guy Benny. Benny got something special going on, man. And uh, a lot of people, man, you know, listen, man, y'all, y'all come to BLB, and I appreciate everybody who, who who pull up. And a lot of y'all stay in the audience. A lot of y'all stay in the audience. Some people don't come up and talk, you know. And and I respect I respect all sides of that equation. But some of us don't come up because we may not have found our message. Um, and uh, understanding your message, right? Diving deep on what you want to present as. It's very important um, It's extremely important You know a lot of the reason why we have been able To sustain BLB for so many uh, Months And you know uh, probably working on a About year to be so, years yeah, now Yeah uh, has been you know Listen man we're consistently focused On Helping people build generational wealth We're, we're intentional About decreasing The wealth gap we're going to be talking deeper On that next week um, and we're in, we're just intentional about seeing people win. So you know that's that's the mission. That's the mission, right? And that inspires me specifically to get up every time we set this 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 up and make sure that I provide something that's going to be in alignment with that specifically. And we don't deviate. Make a decision. Commit to the decision. But uh, Benny, what what do you think about what I just said on that, man? What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, Byron, I think, first of all, shout out to the B.O.B. family and the community. I think if you didn't show up every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
with the same message. We're building people. We're helping people get well. We're empowering people around the message. I don't think people would stay around. So I think there's something powerful about when you go through your life experiences, you're able to share your wins, your losses, your successes. You're able to bring people together around this message, right? Around the wealth community. So, man, that's what I think is most powerful. You know, first of all, I appreciate you guys allowing me to share what we're doing with monetize your message. We actually had to change it to speak more and monetize because, like I mentioned before, somebody had the name, and、uh, we we wanted to make sure we 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 were keeping sh-、uh, straight with what we're doing. So, the speak more and monetize. You know, it's all about this. You know, I heard Tamara speak, and she said, "I would love to speak," and she says, "I'm really a speaker, but I'm doing real estate." And here's the thing: all of us have that speaker inside of us. I, I believe what makes your story dynamic is how you deliver your message. What makes your public speaking stage, what makes your virtual stage, what makes all of those come together is how you're able to look at it from a standpoint of how do you monetize this. Now, I know the title may 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 throw people off. Speak more and monetize. You mean just about making money? No, it's not just about making money. It's about value. People don't pay you for what you're worth. People pay you for the value that you offer. And a lot of folks I know who have great experiences, very successful, don't know how to take that message and deliver it to bigger audiences, where they could draw in more people, more clients. So to me, Byron, it's about having the right strategy, putting the right offer together. So we're going to cover that in the five-day window,、uh, August 15th to the 19th, called Speak More and Monetize. And so you got the link up on top. It is a paid challenge.、Uh, there's opportunity for a VIP option as well to spend time with me. And we're gonna listen. Not only we're doing this, we're adding a masterclass feature. Also, my ebook will be coming out for those that sign up for this. You're gonna be the first one to get my ebook called "The Three Core Essentials to Speaking with Confidence."、Uh, this is an area, Byron, where for 26 years、uh, I've been a public speaker, and I'll be honest with you, as as much as I've been coaching people. What really built my business was getting in front of the right audiences, was having conversations, was helping、uh, understand. And this is what I want to share with people. I want people to have the right strategy. I want people to really take、uh, what they get from this. So what they get from this is they get that five days、uh, of strategies. You're going to get homework assignments. You also get invited to our private Facebook group. You're also going to get a masterclass training. Along with that, you're going to get. Three,、uh, you're going to get an intro to our course from the Speak More Academy that I have not offered to anybody else. From this, you're going to walk away after five days knowing exactly what your message is, what your offer is, what your strategy is, who's your right audience, and then how to position this to create more visibility. And so, this is what we want to be able to offer people, Byron, in the five-day challenge. Man, I think it's a, ph- a phenomenal thing, man. You know, it's funny because you know I feel like. Honestly, I need some of that. You know, I feel like a lot of people may think I, you know, have honed in on my message, but I'm still growing in that space. Like being able to tell stories, right? Being able to dynamically tell stories and make other people the hero of the story, right? Because it's a, it's a key to it, right? Some people, and I've learned this even on Bob. Some people can get up and tell their story, right? And their story doesn't resonate because they're not able to. Make other people the hero of the story. It's, it's a weird thing, and I didn't know that this was really a thing until I got more into understanding public speaking, leadership, how to serve people、um, on 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 a broad scale. So,、um, man, shout out to you, Benny, for doing the challenge, man.、Um, I think that's dope. If y'all. <laughs>
If you haven't already, go ahead and hit the link at the top of the building. Go ahead and join in on that uh, um, and, and, and be a part of that. I think anybody that is looking to grow, right, as a leader, as a business owner, um, as, as anybody in that particular space can gain a lot from being a more powerful and dynamic speaker and delivering a message in a way that connects with people really connects with people it's just power and being able to speak in that fashion but i think a miller wanted to say something real quick and take us out um yes sir oh what's going on hey what's going on hey byron and congratulations on everything um that is so beautiful so congratulations to you guys but you're welcome so i just wanted to say you know like how you were saying with your message just make sure whatever you're doing whether it's your message whether it's your business whether Whatever it is, just make sure you have ownership in it. Right now, what's really happening in our society is we're restructuring ownership, whether that's through Web3, laws about women's body, education, healthcare, your intellectual property. If you look at the common denominator, it's all about what ownership looks like, who's going to own what, and what you have access to. So as you're creating, make sure you're actually owning what you're doing so some people that's going to be trademarks and copyright to some people that's going to be a different type of way of owning but just make sure you're owning it um and then lastly i've been in a lot of meetings where like especially in houston they're restructuring a lot of things in small businesses and also with investing and how much we can invest and how many properties and short-term rentals and all these things so just like yeah they doing stuff well it's it's going to be coming out more today like we're not going to have ordinances and restrictions like atlanta and things of that nature but you're going to have to have more of ownership and less of arbitrage if you understand what i'm saying so with that being said just like we have our businesses where we have an owner that's us and then we have these people who work for us create for us clean in our offices that same thing happens in economies and government where the government says these people are more likely to be owners these people are more likely to be workers these people are going to clean etc etc so just make sure that you understand that if you're not designing your life that somebody else is designing it for you and if you're not owning your own life your own intellectual property your own whatever you're creating then someone is owning it like if you're not being owned, if you're not owning your own, your own stuff, your own success, then somebody else is owning you. Like that's how serious it is at this point. That's why we're having things like Web3, because it's going from people just being creators and in the creator economy to going into ownership. So just make sure whatever you're doing, don't just create all day. Don't just post, you know what I mean? Like really think about how can I own this? Like Kevin Hart spoke about that. I have a post about it on my page. Like make your hobby ownership. Everything you're doing that you're really creating as your niche. How can I own this? How can I own my strategies? How can I get residuals from my strategies? How can I own my community through participating in politics? Like really look at ownership. It's so important. Love it. Love it. Man. What a powerful, powerful. Byron. Yes. Let me just say this real quick, brother. And that's what she just said is so powerful because I just submitted three trademarks um, 
based on my message, literally. And the reason why, because someone said, oh, I'm going to steal that. Like, oh, I'm going to use that. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> you may quote me. <laughs> you can quote me, but you ain't using that. You ain't using that's, that. My, no. that's my IP. No, no, sir. And so I believe that's really important. And when you get clear about that message that you have to offer, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to watch more people discover you because you've understood why you say what you say. Okay. So that why is a big part of the what. And so if you understand that you're going to brand it, you're going to market it. And so this is why, again, we're coming out with merch called Speak More, part of our Speak More Academy. It's really clear. If you have something to say, say something. That's the message. We've trademarked it. It's already submitted. But these are the type of things that you need to do when you're putting content out there. Because if not, again, you'll do what I did. You'll do all this work and then realize somebody has monetized your message. And so that's why we did Speak More and Monetize. So just wanted to share that because that's an important part in messaging. Hey, Byron. Hey, real quick before this is Anthony. Mine's brief. Okay. So we talk about trademarking and copywriting, which takes time. Here's something that I would tell you guys before you do anything or sit down with anyone. Okay. And talk about your idea. You need a non-disclosure agreement and a non-compete clause. I'll say it one more time because everybody's saying protect, protect, protect. Okay. Before, if you have an idea or if you got a strategy, now this is with everything you do. Um, before you uh, teach a course, before you sit down, before you before you share your ideas with anyone, before you get in business with anyone and your idea is unique to you, you need to have a non-disclosure agreement, have them sign that before you open up your mouth. And it's, it's a one page document that an attorney could draft up. And essentially what it does, it says, hey, you're going to, um, you know, you're not going to utilize this stuff for your benefit um, or you can go court and a non-compete clause essentially what that means is hey um if if you're in business with me and we create this course or do whatever that non-compete clause protects that person from utilizing your intellectual capital um to benefit them um you know you could put it 300 miles 500 miles you know you can't utilize the same documents that you have created because that's your intellectual property and then copyright and trade uh trademark your stuff but that non-compete clause in a non-disclosure agreement is gangster. I mean, a lot of people do it when they're teaching courses or doing whatever. And those are the two documents that you can you can use. Absolutely. And guess what, Ashley? Shout out to my guy, Anthony. Guess what, Ashley? Is Ashley in the building right now? I'm in the building. You in the building? I got some news. I got some news. You want to hear my news? <laughs> What's your news? <laughs> I heard that Beyonce just came out with her new album. You heard about that? I did hear about that. Uh, yeah, they had a whole room about it on Clubhouse. What is that? This is that backwards? You can't listen to it with your children. <laughs> That's some old... Okay, um, let's not follow the pale white horse. We can't hear you, Ashley. We can't hear you. We listen to the Beyonce new album right now. <laughs> Holy Spirit upon us. Beyonce, say she's a time and 